My favorite was pilot meeting in 15 minutes and all of a sudden, pilot meeting in nine minutes. <laughs> Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Well, howdy folks, welcome to episode number 138 of the RC Roundtable. Man, 130 episodes already. In no time, it'll be episode 1000, won't it? (laughs) Uh, If you say so, yeah. Are we going yeah. to daily shows? <laughs> yes. Well, that sarcastic voice is Terry Dunn. Hey, how are ya? How you doing? And the quiet one is Lee Ray. Howdy. I don't think he's ever been called the quiet one. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I don't think he's capable of being what quiet. Was, what was the quote in that email? <laughs> I'm like, let me go pull it up just so we can reminisce about that. Oh, yeah. I forgot what he called you. <laughs> that was great. I, I just imagine you're that kid that if you run into your first grade teacher 30 years later, they still remembered you. <laughs> I remember him. <laughs> Little rascal. But I do want to thank our uh, our across upon European cousins for the, the great uh, summary of our voices and stuff. So Fitz and Terry have a soft, lilting, mellow tone that can be very soothing and would be excellent. Lee brings the necessary elements of spark, enthusiasm, and fun to the table. <laughs> I don't know what you're complaining about. Pow, pew, here we go. <laughs> How's that? Yeah, when it comes to a podcast, you want spark instead of lilt, right? That's true, yeah. I don't know, people seem to recognize y'all's voices, especially Fitz's. I swear, people were coming up to you at at best, man. It's like, hey, I know that voice. (laughs) (laughs) That or the face, like, I know you from somewhere. Yeah, oh my God, yeah, you had a lot of people recognizing you from Hobby View. Yeah, I'm really surprised. I'm absolutely surprised that that many people would recognize me. It's just amazing how small a world it is. Sometimes. Quick, quick, plug your YouTube channel. My YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel. Did I mention I'm on YouTube? Well, if you happen to go on YouTube, look up Hobby View, one word, H-O-B-B-Y-V-I-E-W, and I do mainly reviews and random stuff. I have some videos of different events and and all kinds of weird stuff sometimes. But uh, I'm, And I just posted one last night, as a matter of fact. New yeah. model from Legend Hobby, uh, the Cessna Caravan. I have a video up there showing how to put it together. Do you have any uh, parachutists that you drop out of there? <laughs> Thought about it. It's got a nice side door on the side. I uh, yeah. just didn't get around to um, making up a module to do that. Yeah. Begging for that. <laughs> yeah. But if anybody out there was hoping to get a preview of his Hobby View episodes on this podcast, you are going to be sorely disappointed because I didn't know anything about this Cessna review until it showed up on my feed tonight. (laughs) Sometimes things are happening in secret or a surprise. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Terry, you didn't sign the non-disclosure form, so. (laughs) I just can't wait for part two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Part two. There's my excitement for you. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that when that goes live. Yeah. Can't wait. Put, so anyways, right, make sure you click that bell 
<laughs> so you yeah. get, that, get that video right away. That's right. If you want to see that, hit the subscribe and click the bell. Smash that subscribe oh, button. Oh, and we have a... Oh, by the way, we have a channel too. So don't forget to also <laughs> yeah. you know, subscribe, like, follow, love, yeah. bell, RC Roundtable. Yeah, Pretty RC, please. RC Roundtable YouTube channel. We occasionally post videos and we have live shows on there as well. So subscribe, and, please, yeah, please. And you know what? This I love that we do this podcast just for fun because we, we don't have a script, fellas. We may have a couple of topics, but now I'm going to call out one of my buddies here. Who, who privatized the Crashy Smashy videos? What do you mean? Uh-huh. They're all the crashy, all the crashy smashy videos are set to private. Who did that? Um, yeah. I don't know. Is that a you? Maybe YouTube Auto did it. Ooh, those they've been known bastards. to do weird things like that. All right. Well, I will go unprivate them and change them yeah. to public. But yeah, I noticed that the other day I was looking up uh, one of our videos and all of our crashies were set wrong. I bet that was the YouTube algorithm flipping out. <sighs> nah, I don't know. But speaking of, it's oh. been a couple of years since we've done one of those. Do you think we have enough new content between us to make another one? Well, I know mm. I have two since then, so we might be I able have to... one, too. Yeah. As well. We can, one or two. We can put them in slow motion, so they're just <laughs> a five-minute video <laughs> of four clips. <laughs> four clips that's five minutes long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or we can just stage a few crashes. Well, I, I will tell you, Fitz has got that great video from uh, from Bomber. Oh, yeah, uh, the F-14? F-14? And I oh, have yeah. stills. I don't know if we can throw them in there, but uh, yeah, that F-14 at Bomber was pretty wicked, and I... Again, I didn't take any. I didn't take any video at Bomber. I just sat there and had fun with my camera, which is nice because I had mm. bought a new lens. Uh, so I have some crash stills. Maybe I'll do a collage and you know set it to music. Mm. So yeah, I think we can make a new one. Let's let's put that down on our list of things sure. to do, Terry. Did okay. you do rapid fire? Maybe you can make like a uh, what do you call those things? Uh, pictogram or something? Well, I mean, I didn't take five hundred of. <laughs> <laughs> you can animate I mean, it. So it's animated like GIF six or seven. But I mean, I could. We'll get it together. So now that we've motivated ourselves, let's get another crashy, smashy video out. Okay. We'll have to collaborate on that. All right. Uh, let's get on with the show. We, uh, uh, we, Lee and I had a, a really nice past weekend at Lee's favorite place. <laughs> what was well, that event again? Let everybody... Uh, let worst... Everybody- like, I don't know what to see if everybody's like yelling it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what it is, you get a cookie. You can say it. Say it with us. Best. <laughs> Best. Yes, we had, uh, it turned out to be a much nicer weekend than the weather forecasters had predicted. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that was going to be my first question. Because even going into Thursday, the forecast was not looking good for you guys. No, no it was <laughs> fire and brimstone and and forty year flood or something like it was, that. It was forty when I checked it like early in the week, and then it quickly jumped to sixty percent chance of rain. And then on Friday, it was one hundred and ten percent chance of rain, <laughs> <laughs> and we got nailed. Uh, but I will tell you, Fitz and I made the best of it. I kind of feel like we're jumping the gun, but. Do I need to give the weather forecast and then we go back and tell the stories? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the weather. So, so Thursday was fair. I mean, it uh, there was, it was some pretty rain, nice. Thursday. Rain. So you guys arrived on Thursday. There was some question about that last time oh, we talked about this. Yeah, I, I it was iffy for me whether I make it on Thursday, and but when I looked at my schedule, I had a bunch of meetings that got canceled and stuff. So I said, okay, I'm out of here. And so I ended up headed up Thursday afternoon, made it up there. Actually, I got there before Lee. Surprisingly, he did he did. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember Lee called me at the time that I thought he would be there. And he sounded like he was about to have puppies. 
<laughs> he was one stressed out dude. Yeah, I was not in the best of mood. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I, I drug up my trailer as well. So, yeah, so I had well, extra room. So, so it rained, like, I think early in Thursday morning. But when we got there Thursday, from the moment I got there until that night, because we did some night flying, it was gorgeous. It was just perfect. If we had had that weather for the rest of the week, through the weekend, it would have been just a perfect best. Then Friday. <laughs> okay, well, hold on, hold on. We have to backtrack a little bit. In no, case there's somebody out there who didn't listen to any other episode we've ever had. Or, I love how Terry always or, goes back and helps educate it wasn't mentioned. <laughs> well, I'll do this one really quick. Best okay. electrics in South Texas and Willis, Texas? New Waverly. New Waverly, thank you. Uh, all electric event. Um, Tri-County Barnstormers. North of Houston, yeah. Fun, fun, fun every year. And it was canceled last year because of... Uh, we don't know why, <laughs> but it's back. It's a triumphant return. Okay, carry on. Pick up where you left off. I'll just give it away. So Thursday morning, a little bit of rain. Thursday, the rest of the day, perfect. Friday, 5 a.m., <laughs> cats, dogs, elephants, <laughs> giraffes, <laughs> rain. Kitchen sinks. My, my tent was wet. I had <laughs> water falling on my face. Uh, and then uh, it rained the rest of the day. I mean, it was pretty much done for. No, uh, no, no, no. It was. It stopped at about three o'clock, and then it was flyable after that. Okay. It wasn't a total wash. It was actually fairly nice uh, in the late afternoon, early evening. <laughs> That's right. Oh, it got humid. Fast. And you're talking about Friday. That was Friday. Friday. Yes. So Saturday, Thursday was okay. You were able to yeah. fly. Friday was a morning. What a you hang out in the deluge in the pits. We, we, we went on a little road trip. On Friday. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. So Friday, okay. Fitz was correct. It, it only rained till about three or four. Actually, I think it was till four because we were waiting for that. Remember where we were saying three o'clock? They were looking for the hole. So then that was Friday. Saturday was like one of those miracle things. It was set for a sixty to seventy percent chance of rain, and like Moses showed up and he diverted the clouds <laughs> right over New Waverly, and it, we just yeah. had nothing. We had nothing on Saturday. It was just perfect. We had a crosswind. We, we, we had a minor scare on Saturday. Where some sort of weird band was coming towards us, but it never opened up on well, us. Well, that's what I'm talking about. It came yeah. right at us. It was a, yeah. some kind of front, and it just went boop. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was weird because it was coming from the south, yet we had an easterly crosswind the whole entire time. Yeah. Um, and then Sunday was uh, was good. It was just hot. I think it was just it was getting so hot and humid yeah, on Sunday. Warm. But yeah. there you go. That's the weather. That was the weather forecast. Now we can back up to Thursday. Sorry. Well, we can hold on. Are you going to take a breath so I can ask questions every now and then? Well, that was just, what? we don't want to go on about weather. We're going back to Thursday. To talk well, no, I, when it comes to Bess, he, he can't breathe. <laughs> I know. So, anyway, sorry to <laughs> rain on your parade. But I also, also want to amend that, we, we even though we had the crosswind, it was very light and variable. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Well, okay. not that, remember that one time, though? It started kicking up. <laughs> you remember? Were you, on, were you on the runway at that time? No, I don't oh, remember Oh, my that. gosh. Yeah, it really... It uh, hit us fine. And I think that's when Michael was flying his B-25. But I digress. So what was the question, Terry? It was actually more of a statement or an observation. I am really glad that the weather cleared up because you guys had your event on the north side of town. And then on the east side of town was the Superfly thing going on. And I think uh, the RC Scrap Pile crew was over there for that and other people. So there were... Several big events in Houston that day. I'm glad they didn't get rained out. Yeah. Well, yay. Yeah. Man, All right. Now, I, th- I think it rained more in the south end of town, though. I think at one point it was nice and sunny. And my wife says, it's raining here. Like, 
Okay. So, <laughs> well, all I know is I look, I pulled up the weather map on Friday, and my whole entire map was green and yellow. <laughs> it's like mm. Everything in, in South Texas was uh, raining. But all right, mm. Fitz, let's let's let you go back to Thursday slash Friday. You can talk for a bit. I'll shut up now. <laughs> I don't really want you to shut up. <laughs> oh yeah, I put put me no. in the corner. Uh, well, let's see. When we got up Thursday, we we really uh, I think Sparky was the first one there. No, wait. I was the first one there. You beat Sparky? I beat Sparky by about, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. Uh, I got up there, and the spot we normally park, they were mowing it. So I parked over under the um, awning, under the the regular pits. And then Sparky pulls up maybe 15 minutes later or so. And he had just finished mowing, so he pulled right into his normal spot. (laughs) (laughs) You think that was a coincidence? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and then, uh, it was myself and then I guess Lee showed up a little later. I guess Lee Somebody showed else. up. <laughs> yeah. At least I'm trying to remember the sequence of events uh, and a few other people. Um, uh, I think I it was. I wandered in. You wandered in and a few other guys. I think, uh, Davidson also wandered in around the same time. Uh, so Steve, yeah. Steve, yeah, Steve showed up and then. Uh, I don't remember too many other people. There was a new guy that I had never seen before who's kind of a new member of the club. He showed up. He was asking me questions about Is that my, Joe? It might have been Joe. He had the big trailer. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. He was asking me about the solar panels on my trailer. So I had a, it's a, I guess he was sleeping in his trailer and had a generator or something. So the, the Thursday was pretty, not a whole lot of people showed up, but there's a few people that, that came. I think um, maybe one other person. Uh, and, but we flew a little bit. Um, and just kind of hung out. I can't really remember remember anything remarkable on Thursday, other than it was it was nice weather and didn't look like it rained at all Thursday there. Yeah, you guys sent me a text Thursday night saying you were taking advantage of the good weather and getting in lots of flying. Yeah, we flew a bunch, even into the night. Uh, I think some people flew at night. I did. Okay, yeah. with my little uh, e flight night pony. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. I forgot you had that. Uh, I guess, and then really, uh, Friday, uh, like I said, the weather turned sour starting fairly early in the morning. I think some people had some time to set up some tents and stuff. Uh, I think that's when Nathan showed up. He came really early on, uh, Friday and just before the, the, the clouds opened up. So he popped up his tent real quick and, and his awning and since it was raining and stuff, uh, Lee and I, we ventured out to new creations. Oh, cool. Yeah. It, it's funny you mentioned that because I was actually on the new creations website just yesterday. You know, when I was there, <laughs> uh, I asked, uh, I guess his wife, uh, about the Queen Massey, Queen Massey. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I, cause she had some stuff on there. I said, you know, how's your mail order doing? You guys do much. And she was kind of like, no, we really don't push the mail order stuff anymore we we just don't want it it's kind of more of a hassle than anything uh and that we we actively do not update the website (laughs) (laughs) the the website like stuck in time from like i don't know 10 years ago or something like that yeah okay that explains why they had so much stuff that i was really surprised they still had in stock so Uh, they don't actually yeah, they said that their kids, when the kids work there, then they would update the website more often and they would contribute more to mail order. But since they're all there, yeah. they're basically empty nesters. They're like, ah, we don't want to deal with it and we don't really 
know much about it and it's not worth the hassle so it's really <laughs> i thought it was funny that it's more or less by design that their website hasn't been updated uh they said some some of the stuff they have and they said they still get calls every once in a while for somebody that asks them hey do you have this weird thing and they a good chance they do have it yeah um, oh yeah it's funny because i got a message from kirk jensen while he was with you guys at best yeah. and i guess he had listened to our last episode where i talked about someone giving me that antique airplane and he said that uh, New Creations has one new in box on the shelf, or the mini version. Did yeah. we see it, Lee? I think I saw it. Maybe yeah, you we guys did. were at best when we he said that. We did, because you walked over and said, hey, that's the plane Terry was talking about. Yeah, yeah. maybe it was the mini version, but still, yeah, small world. It's not yeah, something you would world, expect yeah. to see on a hobby shop shelf. Yeah, I guess we should say this is New Creations RC. He's he's the one that's in uh, Willis, that you were talking that you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, he's been there for a long time. He's really one of the the great pioneers of electric flying. Uh, as far as a hobby shop, him, him and Hobby Lobby is the first two places I thought in the early days that really were heavy into uh, electric RC models. And uh, his store is well, if you're in the area, you got to stop by. It's out in the country. You gotta yeah, don't of, look for a sign. <laughs> actually, there was a sign in front of the street, but you have to know where it is. Yeah. Um, but it is it is such a neat place to go because he has so much little odds and ends. I mean, he has kits and stuff. And he has, he's more car. He had a lot of cars this time. I didn't see last time. Oh, but uh, So he's still open for walk-ins, a normal? Yeah. yeah okay, good. We, we just walked right in. He had a couple other customers that came in and out. Uh, but it's just neat. It's almost like I mean, he's got a lot of the new stuff, but he's also got a lot of really unusual Stuff like um, uh, Groppner props and and yeah. Aeronaut props and folding stuff and old motors. He's still got stacks of Mega motors and Aviox brushless motors. Really? Wow. Yeah. I took a picture of it. It's like, wow. I mean, he's probably the only person that still has any of these new new old stock, you know, yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, and he's got lots of little knickknacks. You know, I love to go to the place to find lots of little things that you won't find. It's hard to find at a normal hobby store. And so I walked out with a bag of goodies of just odds and ends that I knew I needed it. You know, if I didn't buy it there, it'd be hard for me to find other than going online or something. Yeah. Uh, and he's got used planes. He has a lot of stuff in consignment. And I guess I'll let Lee tell you about the other particular used plane that Lee was all hot and bothered about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, uh, my heart aches. <laughs> yeah. But, it's, but it was neat to look up and you say, hey, that's a GLH. With electric motor on it. Well, that's kind of neat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> An ace motor, you know, all kinds yeah, of yeah. stuff. That had you know. the ace foam wing or something? Uh, this one had the built-up wing. They made okay. conversions, and they had the built-up. They had one, a Kyosho plane, one of the, um, <gasps> that, that um, uh, the big one with the, the motor glider one. What was it called? Well, they had a few. This one was fairly small. It looked like it took a 10-size engine. It was. Uh, this is a Valencia? Was it a Valencia? It may have been. T-tail? L- low wing T-tail with a bubble canopy? Yeah, with a really high aspect ratio wing on it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We're going to those... circle back to that later on. Yeah, I had one of those hanging up, uh, used, but it was just sitting there. I was like, I was, I was pondering it for a moment. I was like, hmm. <laughs> it was the electric version? No, it looked like it had a glow engine at, at one okay, point. Okay, yeah. On I think they made both. I think like a 10, 15 size, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, anyways, look them up online. Um, it's it's just a neat shop. Every time I go to Best, I try to make time to go pop by and say hello to Kirk. Kirk's a neat guy to talk to. Yeah, for uh, sure. Apparently, he had a, yet another motorcycle accident. He's so <laughs> <laughs> kind of bent up. <laughs> he's about to outpace Evil Knievel. <laughs> yeah. He actually said that. He said he's broken more bones than Evil Knievel. <laughs> that guy. He also he's told us. Motor- go ahead. Go ahead. 
Uh, he's also told us he would be grateful we didn't see him like the week prior when he had his face taped up. Oh, <laughs> he said he was a fright. <laughs> yeah, and he's not a young whippersnapper anymore. So this guy, he's he's, he's, he's living he's, on the edge. He's he's living a dream of his motorcycle. <laughs> of his motorcycle. <laughs> Well, speaking of Willis, Texas, I think on that same day, also in my Facebook feed, I guess they had a parade or something in the city proper, and a steerman took off from Main Street and got caught up in some power lines? No. No? No, That that was in Winnie. Winnie! Oh, thank you. As in the poo. Yeah. Yeah. And there are some awesome videos on that. We can talk about it later, but yeah, that was... There's also a guy I follow on YouTube who kind of describe. I don't want to say diagnose... um, Goes through NTSB reports on accidents. Yeah. And, I, and his comment was, was like, why did this guy take off? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That made no sense. Yeah. yeah I'm really well, glad nobody was hurt on the ground or in yeah. the plane. But it looks well, like that steerman was pretty much wrapped up. Let's circle ball. back to that near the end if we can, if we can remember, because I have some comments on that too. Okay. Um, and I say, I say personal, but something that a friend of mine had been talking about on that. Okay. Uh, but going back to new creations, I'll fill in some little gaps there. Um, I had to go there because I hadn't finished my Seagull P47, so I went to go get props. But I also had to get props for plywood overcast. Because even though I brought my workshop with me in my little <laughs> U-Haul that I rented, I only had two 12-8 props, and one was an APC, the other was a wooden prop. <laughs> so I, I did not have matching <laughs> props. So, so why? Uh, it, it They're was close good, together. It was a good thing to go over to New Creations. I picked up the three props he had, just in case. I also came across something interesting. Uh, Dean's, uh, I always like to use Dean's connectors, and I've been needing some male Dean's connectors. But Fitz and I noticed that they have a new plastic for the latest Dean's connectors. They're white. And now they say high voltage on the plastic label. So I grabbed it high voltage or high temp? I thought it said high voltage. I thought so. it said high temp. Oh, but. well, maybe I misread. Okay, so we'll <laughs> we'll spin the wheel. <laughs> we'll <laughs> find out. Both. Do they have spark arresters or something? No, no, no. They look exactly like Dean's, but they're like a this off-white plastic instead. Well, yeah. And some are like XT90s or something. They're XT90s, but they have a built-in resistor for... No, 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 no. They look just like Dean's T-connectors, but yeah, instead yeah. of having the red, it's a white. There's nothing else on it. There's nothing different. I need some of those. I might send you one. <laughs> well, that's okay. I bought a whole I bunch. Get my own. Uh, oh. But it was just interesting. I'd never seen Dean's make a change in all these years. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I've always, their website is from 1990. <laughs> right. <laughs> that you one know. picture of a pile <laughs> exactly. of connectors. Yeah. So you, you kind of wonder what they're up to. Like they just had millions of stock. <laughs> Who knows? So it was in a way, for me, it was like kind of uplifting that Dean's is, wow, they're coming around. Maybe they're going to come with different packaging or some different connectors. Probably put some ridges on those damn things, and <laughs> yeah, that would make them a lot better. But anyway, so I picked up some of the Dean's connectors. Are they the I same wanted... price? Uh, yeah, they're the same price, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is expensive, by the way. So yeah. Well, yeah, they've never been cheap. But yeah. I wonder if that's an attempt to distance them from the clones. Not that the clones will be far behind, but well, mm. I agree, and I will tell you, I'm a I'm a Dean's guy, so I do not like using knockoffs, and yeah. I actually don't like using knockoffs when they come in lipo batteries that I buy brand new. I just yeah. I have a better connection. I I more I'm more confident with the connection if it is a true Dean's connector. Uh, I have yeah. tried knockoffs and have never had any luck with them, and I've had some fall apart just soldering. So there's yeah. some highly questionable uh, vendors out there trying to make knockoffs. Yeah, well, there's actually, I think 
the design is out of copyright or patent protection now. So I think you actually can legally make Dean's plugs now. I'm but, talking not out of my fanny, but <laughs> what were they called? The Crap. Shoot. No, no, they were actually pretty good. And rather than doing the um, heat shrink, they had a plastic cover that you could snap over. Oh gosh, I hated those. Because remember, oh, did you? Oh, oh, I didn't like those. The remember the I'm, I'm sorry. Star connectors. Star. No, there you go. I mean, that wasn't hob- Well, it was Hobby Co. You're yeah. right. Because remember, I grabbed a few when we visited. When we went to the E-Fest, that was, they got a pair of those in our goodie bag. Do not like those. Yeah. Uh, I took those right off my uh, P-51s. I put uh, regular I Deans like back on. I, I'm not a fan. If you want mine, I'll send them to you. <laughs> okay. So you're going to send me some Deans and I'm, some star plugs? I'm going to send you some star plugs. Yeah. <laughs> Just the star plugs. <laughs> now that I know I have a sucker who wants mine. <laughs> uh, anyway, going back to new creations, um, I think it's always entertaining when you get to talk to Kirk, <laughs> when he goes, hey, you want to see some cool stuff? And then he lets you in the back. <laughs> and then yeah. and I were like drooling, going, yeah. oh, yeah, let's see. So where there's this, I can't even describe all the parts and old kits that are back there. But we're we're talking the kind of stuff that, you know, Terry loves, you know, brushed motors, airplanes, you know, uh, push push pusher kits that were up on the top shelf. I mean, he had a whole bunch of parts for old, old planes. But it, it is so cool. And again, even if you're not near his business, if you're in Texas, go you're in Texas. to go you're in El Paso in, 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 take or the 14-hour drive. It, it is worth going just talk with them and see all this stuff. And it, I mean, gosh, how long did we stay in there? An hour and a half? Oh, yeah, easily. I mean, so is there like a bouncer well, there with a velvet well, rope for the <laughs> VIP area? Well, we, we ended up being put to work somewhat. As well, oh, well I was going to get there. I was going to get there. I'll, I'll let Lee talk about it, but yeah, we <laughs> we spent some time there. Um, last time I went, uh, actually, I I went and stopped by New Creations before heading to Textbest, and I forget if it was for Keith or Steve Davidson. I think it was for my friend Steve Davidson. Um, he had ordered something and asked if I had go by and pick it up before I came to Dallas. So I got to go last year, and. On consignment on in the front room, this like secondary room, was this finished Seagull Cessna three three seven kit, oh, and it was right. beautiful I, electric. You talked about it on the show, I think. And I think I mentioned I, I hope it's still there. Well, it was still there, and actually, I, I think uh, Fitz because it is it was moved from its other location. I was like, oh, it's gone. Then Fitz found it in a corner <laughs> somewhere <laughs> else. But the story gets even more interesting. So. I've always liked a kid. I think the guy was asking 800 and in the back of my mind, I was like, you know, if I can get that price down to 500, I'd buy that. Cause it all the, all the gear was in it. It was really, a really nice build. And I, you know, lost my 337, my 3d printed one. So I, it would have been a good purchase. So is it in while, civilian markings? Yeah. Civilian. Okay. So right. when we go to, actually, I think I started the conversation. I went up to Kirk and, and I, after Fitz had found it, and I said, so is that still for sale? And he goes, actually, it's going in the raffle. And I went, what? And Fitz, I don't know how Fitz, Fitz could probably describe my face, but I think my eyes came out of my sockets. <laughs> and, and I was drooling. I was like, Are you, what? I said, tell me, what? He goes, yeah, they're putting in the raffle. I said, it's not an auction. It's a raffle. He goes, yeah, it's going in the raffle. And then I think I, I may have murmured to Fitz, like, you know, under my breath, I need to go to the ATM machine. <laughs> 
um, but I was like, oh my God, I put it. And I think Fitz could read it. He was like, oh my God, how much money are you going to put in the raffle league? Cause I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, this is a, an incredible way to win. So, but after I talked to Kirk for me, he goes, well, we don't know how to take it apart. I said, what? He goes, well, it's been six years. It's been sitting there and nobody knows how to take it apart. And I said, can I help? <laughs> and, and Fitz, thankfully, also joined in. So we sat there with Kirk and we went through the whole thing. It took us forever to figure out how to get the, the wing that tips off. And they're mm-hmm. only held on, what do you think, three millimeter screws? Yeah, it looked like three mil. Yeah. Three millimeter screws machined into the wing tube underneath the plane in a very, very small pan head. I mean, we're okay. t- very tiny, but we didn't we didn't see it or feel it. So we were taking other parts off, you know, the wing struts and everything until we finally found it by turning the plane upside down. But after we figured that out and got it apart, we put it nice and neat on the table because someone was picking up to bring it to uh, the Tri-County Barnstormers field. And I just kept staring at it. I was like, that's what I want. That's what I want to win. And I'll, I'll just say when we got to Tri-County and I registered and I put my wad of money into the raffle... I told everybody, I said, look, I don't care whatever else I win, even the IX-20 that was on the raffle table. I was like, all I want is that 337. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, I'm kind of surprised. Why didn't you make an offer on the plane outside of the raffle? Because I was going to put less than $500, $600 in the raffle. Oh, well, was that the going price for it? Because $600. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Well, I assume there's more to this story. There is. Stay tuned. So the rains were dying down. <laughs> Fitz and I went went back to the field, and uh, we started putting planes together. And I don't know where do you want to go from here. Do you want to talk about Flywood Overcast or your little auto gyro? Uh, well, I mean, we have a bunch of stuff. I guess any order is just fine. Okay, well, let's take a quick break because I need a drink for this. So, <laughs> okay. so let, me, let me go top off and I'll be right back. Give me 30 seconds. Okay, what I miss? Nothing. We we're just okay. planning our game, our attack. Nothing, <laughs> Nothing mom. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Wow me. Uh, I'll let Fitz go. We'll take turns. Go, Fitz. When we got back, we put some stuff together. What did you fly? I honestly don't remember. The heck did I fly? The auto gyro. Did I fly auto gyro? Oh yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So I got the uh, what's it called? The auto G. Uh, Auto G. Auto G, yeah. That's the one that Hobby King produced for some time. Uh, I, I got it from uh, Jeff. I guess he didn't want it anymore or he kept crashing it or something. So uh, I've had it. I actually had it for quite a while. I never touched it, just been hanging up in the shop. And he came over about a week or so ago and he says, Hey, you, did you ever even flown that thing? And I was like, No, I haven't. And Bess is coming up. Maybe I should check out the Bess and put it together and. Fly it. Fly it or I'm taking it back. He yeah. guilted you. <laughs> yeah, he guilted me. Um, yeah, there should be a statute of limitations on gifted airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things that, you know, I get around to it and never got around to it. Uh, yeah. which, which nice is it has a pre-rotator set up on it too. So uh, 
So I said, you know, I really do need to fly this. So I brought it with me to Best. And <laughs> a pre-rotator? Yeah, pre-rotator. Oh, uh, like something that spools up the rotor a little bit? Like yes. one-way clutch? It's got a one-way clutch and another a motor and a speed controller that hooks up to a separate channel. So okay. so I set it up so when I push the button, it's, it spins up the rotor, but it doesn't keep it on. So I, as soon as I release the button, it's it's on its own. Okay. Uh, so, uh, and so I'd never flown, I don't think I've ever flown one before of the Auto G's. So I, so I, when the weather turned nice, I pulled it out and spooled it up and proceeded to have a pretty good flight with it. It, it flew okay. Just, uh, um, it likes a lot of rudder and turns. It's really not a yank and bank kind of thing. You got to really <laughs> Kind of like a helicopter, right? Yeah, or, yeah. Just like I've never flown an auto gyro, but I have to imagine it's like that. This one needed, you know, you need a rudder to kick it around. But once you figure yeah. that out and stuff, it flew pretty good. A little yeah. bouncy. I think one of the blades was kind of crack, and so you, as you fly, you see this one of the wheels just sort of vibrates. It's really funny to watch it. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we were waiting for the pieces to start flying off. <laughs> but was yeah, this was the Saturday. same? I, I don't know if it was that Saturday. <laughs> was that the date? No, I'm talking about Friday. When you did an accidental loop, was it accidental? No, it was on purpose. You did that on purpose with an inch to spare. Yeah, that was actually the second loop. Oh, I ended it a little too it was slow. A, it was sure was an ugly one. So it will loop. It's you really gotta go full throttle and kind of dive it and float it over. And I think the second time I was, I didn't pick up enough speed, and so it was sort of the rotor had decayed. And uh, yeah, it was close. <laughs> it almost didn't make it. <laughs> High pucker factor. Yeah, I had a high oh, pucker yeah. factor. Pucker factor. But it flew and he landed. Actually, the second, I think the second lane was actually better. Yeah, the second lane I did pretty good. Uh, it'll slow it down. You can actually slow it down really nicely and kind of kick up high alpha and kind of putt putt with it and then fly it around. It, you basically, you're limited to like two thirds and full throttle with it, though. It really, yeah. it, it, I guess it got a lot of drag. Uh, That's but, not your first auto gyro, is it? No, no, no. I had like three others before that. Yeah, I want to say I've seen you fly and crash one before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Autotires seem to be really delicate and really yeah. hard to land properly and stuff. They're really, I guess, they have a high CG and it's just they're they're kind of fun, but they're also prone to they're accident prone. In fact, I had an accident with it on Saturday. Um, I was flying around quite nicely for a while, and then I was I made a low pass. I th- I may have been set up for landing. I can't remember. You, would, um, you were set up for landing because it looked, I mean, you had been flying it really well. And it was yeah. on final. It was on final and the motor just quit. Oh, and the, the drive motor. The drive motor just quit. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of just fell out of the air. It was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah we <laughs> all saw any... the pilot jump out and then that was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, it's on video too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Jeff had took my camera and took a few videos. <laughs> I haven't seen any video. Yeah, I saw Jeff and you were both uh, videotaping. So, oh, yeah. I got to see that. Yeah, it was it was bizarre because I looked at you going, "What the hell happened, man?" It was it looked like it was a perfect lineup. Yeah, it just I was surprised it did that. It just kind of fell out of the air once the uh, motor quit. Auto gyro was supposed to be able to auto gyro, but yeah, right. are they unweighted blades or something? No momentum. Uh, yeah, they're unweighted, they are now. unweighted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know that's a good point. It probably should have some. They should be heavier. Well, uh, I guess they would take them longer to spool up, too. It would, but it's got a pre-rotator on it now. Maybe it's something yeah. I might try. I might try adding a little yeah. bit of weight to the blades. After you get new ones. Yeah. yeah. I, have, so, I already have some new ones. If oh, you'd been you. quick enough on the sticks and hit the pre-rotator while it was stalling, would that have saved you? Or is uh, that yeah, if I had a little more altitude, then, yeah, I could have you know, had time to. I mean, it was, it was very low when it happened. 
And so yeah. what happened was as soon as it quit, it sort of fell out, but it landed on its wheels, but the head speed was still kind of high and it just tipped over and, and whack went in a blaze and broke oh, it. Oh, yeah. Whoops. So, yeah, whoops. But I, I left a spare blaze at home, so I was done for today, but I, I had my fun with it. It wasn't too All bad. Right. Well, fodder for the Crashy Smashy video. Yep. <laughs> oh, also, I had another new plane. When we went to, I think I mentioned, we went to the swap meet last couple weekends ago. In the Richardson swap meet? Yes. I picked up a Freewing T-33. Yeah. Did you know? Oh, baby, yeah. Yeah. You didn't did mention you, that. Did you fly that Friday or Saturday? No. Uh, so. Saturday. Okay. So we're yeah. on Saturday now. I got to go back to Friday. Yeah, go back to, okay. We're talking Friday only, right? Yeah, for I now. I think that was it. I don't think I flew much on... Uh, oh, I did fly my... Um, I also, at a SCOBY swap meet some months ago, I picked up something called the Enigma. And this is a sort of... Kind of a... What do you call it? 3D plane, park flyer almost. Built up wood. And the reason I got it is it has thrust vectoring on the front. The motor can move from side to side. Okay. And so I hadn't flown that, and so I bound that and set it up and flew that also on Friday afternoon uh, just to just to kind of test it out, see where the CG was. I didn't have any manual or anything for it, so I had to guess on where the CG was. Who and, makes that? Uh, it was another Hobby King thing, best that I saw. Okay. Um, yeah, I was just, it was more of a novelty, but it actually flew pretty good. Uh, it was all built up also wood. Uh, it's probably maybe a 36 inch span maybe 30 to 40 36 to 40 inch span uh, but it's very nice it's, it does great knife edges and, and and it's got large control surfaces i had never really heard of it until i saw it at the swap meet yeah and i just thought it was kind of neat just for novelty and it was a good price on it yeah i just pulled up a, a google search on it it looks like some other 3d profile-ish I guess it's not profile. It's a narrow fuselage, but it's built up. and Yeah, it looks like other stuff. It just has the vectoring thrust. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's the only two planes I flew on Friday. I don't remember flying anything else. I think I spent a good chunk of it just getting stuff ready for Saturday. Had a bunch oh, you of flew something else. Did I? We'll get into it. My turn. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so while Fitz was having a grand old time, <laughs> I was finishing up Plywood Overcast, which, by the way, <laughs> Terry, got lots and lots of attention. Did it really? Yeah, and I'll just okay, cut to the good. chase real quick. This will give you a warm fuzzy. Uh, I had put it on display in front of the uh, pits on Saturday uh-huh. morning, and someone came up to me and said a little girl was asking someone when they were going to fly the big plane. Can I go for a ride on that? <laughs> I think someone actually asked if I was going for a ride on it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we uh, put it together on Friday. And that was a photo, I think, and the, the, the short video I posted on our Facebook page. But okay. we, we got Plywood Overcast to fly the skies of New Waverly, Texas. So yes. Yep. From so new- to get that ready, you had to build a new motor mount for it, which surprised me. Yeah, because the motor mounts did not fit the the thirty two the E flight thirty twos you gave me were actually bigger than the rim fires that you had, so yeah. the mounts did not fit the wood that you had cut, and because of how the the how I wanted to get the radials to fit, uh-huh. I went ahead and just had I had another piece of wood handy, so I just recut that mount and you know glued it. Oh, it okay. wasn't a big deal. The only thing I wish it had been different is that the ESC wires the 
the three motor wires on the ESC were short and it's not a, it's a very very tight fit they're kind of hanging there so there's some stress on those ESCs um, but anyway that's yeah. really the only issue other than that and the bullets right I thought I had sent you a turnkey package but it turns oh. out you had to do some Work. That was minor. I mean, I was able to do that at home, yeah. but the bullets but, on the motors for some reason were just a three millimeter, yeah. while the ESCs were four. And I mean, I guess you could do three on those, but that's just kind of small. I mean, it's mm. I don't know. It okay. seems small. You, <laughs> I'm looking back though. I'm thinking, man, what were on? What was on my first Axie motor? It might have been <laughs> three millimeter. But I digress. So we got plywood overcast built. Um, used yes. gaff tape to put the wing tips on, and I saw that. That Very thing nice. flew damn good. <laughs> I mean, as who was it? I think it was Kirk Jetson who said it flew like a fat drunk man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, the and he said heaviest three channel motor glider. <laughs> it was. How did you describe it, Fitz? Not not laggy. What did you call it? Was, it? You're, you're fighting momentum and inertia at the same time. No, thing. but you had a, a better word to describe it. <laughs> not reluctant lazy. might be. It was good. reluctant. I think Kirk said something like, you know, it, it takes five minutes for it to, to realize what input you gave it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you guys should give it more suggestions than really flew. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but other than that, it flew so good. I mean, so many people were amazed on how well it hung in that sky. I was flying half throttle the entire time, Terry. Nice. It did not need full throttle to take off no, or do anything. No. Now, and did you take off the paved runway? Yes. Okay. Cool. Did it handle that all right? Oh yeah, it was great. Okay. Yeah, just Good. pointed into the wind. It's got yeah, it's got very narrow trek landing gear, so it wouldn't tolerate a crosswind. But all right, keep going. I'm listening. I don't know. I'm Fitz. I don't know if it, if it was Friday night or excuse me, Thursday night or Friday morning. But I had plywood overcast on my table. I was working on it. We went to the pits for a second. I hear a loud thump. I turn <clears> around <throat> and plywood overcast is on the ground, and the tail is in a 180 degree position from where it was on the table. So oh, no. the winds pushed it all the way around and dropped it. And then I think was Fitz, the wicked witch of, of the east under there? <laughs> <laughs> well. Fitz went over to Kirk and said, I think he busted your parking pipe. <laughs> you know, those, those big steel pipes that are on the ground. <laughs> and the only damage to plywood overcast was the tail skid was broken off, which was easily fixed with CA. So yeah. it's, it's, I could not find a dent anywhere on plywood overcast. Wow. Once <laughs> it fell on the ground. Um, mm. But uh, we got to fly it. Fitz got his hands on it. There's a picture I posted on our Facebook page of Fitz with his hands on the the slow drunk glider. Yeah, yeah. actually, and, uh, Jeff got video of it too of me flying it. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you got video of me taking off and landing. I believe. Did so. Did everybody yeah. land on the runway? I was the only person who landed. Oh, okay. Because I think it is a little bit difficult to land just because it has so much momentum. So if you're, that's a fairly short runway. If you were trying to hit that, it would take some preparation. No, he Fitz, did a good are job. You, Fitz, are you like looking or scratching your head like I am? Like it didn't act that way at all, Terry. No. Okay. Well, yeah. good. I remember the first time you flew it out at Edgewater, you acted like an old pro with that thing. Now, did I, you do touch and goes at Edgewater? Yeah. Okay. Well, damn. I think so. I was kind of hoping I was the first, but we did touch and goes. On uh, Saturday, with yeah. plywood overcast. It gets into ground effect real nice, and you can kiss the ground and roll a little bit and head back up. I will say I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, I had flown it before, but when you look at the elevator, it's very thin. But it does mm -hmm. have, you know, enough control 
to really mm-hmm. turn that sucker into, into turns. And without that dihedral, you'd be in trouble. Oh, <laughs> I mean, sure. so it's got a perfect amount of dihedral. But yeah, I was doing touch and goes and people were just astounded that it was flying. Yeah. You know, it's ugly. <laughs> That's but, the point. You know, but it did fly and everybody who wanted to see it was was happy that it went to the air. So cool. good job for resurrecting it, saving it. I thank you, Terry. It has been a fun project. We should always do this. Every year we should have a project child. (laughs) A a 20-pound lost cause. (laughs) Well, even if it's that. uh, But it was... uh, If if only we could do a three-view on this. (laughs) Did you actually weigh it? Is it 20 pounds? Uh, Yeah, 20 pounds ready to fly with... I was going to ask you, what batteries did you put in it? I used three 4S 3000s. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it should have balanced nicely with that. Did the hatch close? Oh, no, I had, to add, I had to add weight. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, did you have the packs vertically against the firewall? Yeah, just like you did. Really? And the hatch would still fit like that? Yeah. Because, yeah, it's, it was right at the maximum that could fit with the, I, the hatch. Uh, the hatch had, a, had broken. One of the little plywood trims had broken off so okay. i had glued it back on and i also sanded it down to slide in better so uh, i also i told you i was doing this and this is probably tmi for those listening but thank you for staying on so long to listen to the plywood overcast story <laughs> this is podcast 138 on plywood overcast uh i ended up screwing on the top two hatches yeah on okay. the wing so i good, used good tiny point. little screws to keep that on so that was very simple i used gaff tape for the wing tips and the elevator uh however i will say this uh we had left it out that night because it's just so big and I covered it up. The next morning, all the gaff tape had fallen off. Mm-hmm. It was that, okay. that humid yeah. uh, and that dewy in the morning. So I put longer strips on the second flight. But hey, again, Terry, you should feel good. And you, I know I harassed the heck out of you from making it happen. <laughs> but it has brought smiles to people's faces. It has put inquiries. Around in, the country. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and now our job is to get it to the West Coast. So I'll see if Chris Wolf <laughs> will, <laughs> will take charge. and We'll get it coast to coast. Well, so far it's flown in New York, Ohio, and Texas, right? Yep. <laughs> Can I mar- and we put little state flags in every Yeah, state we should. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, a good idea. I, boy, I got to tell you, it's like... It, I, now that I have it, it's a pain in the butt to, you know, it on. really is. Yeah. But this, this is kind of one of those planes that we had, the uh, you know, the AMA had, or I'm not sure if it was the AMA. I think we sponsored it, but you know, like a plane across the nations, there were people who was going from one. <laughs> yeah. You're laughing, Terry, but. Well, yeah, because the, the plane they did that with was a little thing they could break <laughs> the, apart and ship. And fit in a suitcase. <laughs> yeah. Was it a squirt, <laughs> a Steven Zero squirt or something like that? Yeah. This will go into a cargo crater. <laughs> cargo yeah. crater. Years ago, I did something like that. It was a helicopter and we were shipping it around the country and I had it for a week. Right. Played around with it and then shipped. I shipped it off to somewhere in the D.C. area. And when they got it, apparently the post office or somebody had rummaged through it and and basically kind of just trashed it. Wow. Yeah. So it was. It was maybe they good. tried to fly it. I don't know mm-hmm. what happened, or maybe they were suspicious of it. This was, you know, not too long after nine eleven, so maybe they thought, you know, what the hell is this thing with all kinds of wires and stuff in it? But anyways. <laughs> All right, well, whatever harassment you gave me to get Plywood Overcast Airworthy, I'm sure I gave it back to you in equal measure to get it ready for best. So thank you for doing that. You're welcome. It was, it I, was worth it. I was going to say you were doing that right up to the last minute, but apparently you're working on it there too. So Yeah, yeah I don't want to talk about my Wednesday <laughs> and Thursday morning. That was a, 
Well, you do have to go. I'm going to pressure you some more to paint your new motor mount. It needs to be a nice, pretty red. Just for weatherproofing. You don't want it to get all warped and crazy. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. So paint that sucker don't, up. Don't good point me. Fitz, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't have this in your garage. Oh, come on. Five minutes with a paintbrush. <laughs> hey, I got something else it. in my garage. Maybe so I'll stay there. <laughs> That's another story. I'll, I'll, I'll dip this in stain. Okay. And, so hey, there you go. That'd look good. And then you set up the spoilers as ailerons. Oh, I Ooh, yeah. I had many people ask me why I didn't ha- hook it up. I was like, man, I just now can fly it like this. Don't make me. <laughs> <laughs> the cable's already there. That, yeah, that's I know. a, a, a oh, one after one. So they are okay. I was wondering <laughs> yeah. about that. Right, that's now I can give it to Fitz. <laughs> Fitz, you make that happen. <laughs> you know, if it's going to be a proper three view, it's now Fitz's turn to take ownership and fly it in another field. Uh, let's move on, shall we? Because I want to talk about one of the really cool planes that came to best. Oh, I'm and, sorry. I do have one more question uh, about plywood overcast. Did you take a watt meter reading? No, not at all. I trusted you. <laughs> well, and, they were different motors and, and different batteries. And... Well, quite frankly, I trust it because half throttle, it was flying great. Okay, good. Yeah, no no issues at all. So, and How long were your flights? I, I could have gotten 10, 15 minute flights out of that darn thing. Yeah, I know I've flown it for nine with my power system and didn't need to land at that point, but I was just being safe. So, all right, good. Yeah. Okay, so are we moving into Saturday? No, no, no. I want to talk about a, flight, a plane that uh, maidened on Friday. Okay, okay. A really cool plane. Uh, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, it won Pilot's Choice. And that was... Uh, oh, yeah. No, that yeah. was not Pilot's Choice, but I think it may have been CD's Choice. But Key Sparks made oh, yeah, yeah. a mega twatter. <laughs> a mega twatter. And the, the twatter is the... Uh, the giant twat. The E-Flight Twin Otter. I yeah. have one. I flew with him on with his... Twin Otter at the Tech's Best last year, and mm. we really liked them. And he enjoyed watching me with mine that's modified. And I, he got the bug to build a big one. I don't know the wingspan. I'm apologizing now. I have photos on our Facebook page. If you're not on Facebook, we'll try to get them somewhere else for you. But this thing is, he he's amazing. It's got to be it over is, 80 inches, I would think. Oh, yeah. it's ama- and, But it looks just like it. I mean, he even decorated the props the same way in the black and white yeah. stripes. But he maidened it. Tom Blakeney was there. And I probably should, you know, let our listeners know that Tom and Richard came down from Dallas. And uh, it flew like a dream. And in fact, I, Tom was like, it flew so well. I think he only had two clicks of trim and everything else was just a simple flight. He had no issues with it. He said it was just perfect. That's good to hear. He said he'd buy one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was gorgeous. I'm really proud of Keith. I hope he's listening. And uh, it's it's really nice. I was hoping to fly with him. Uh, on another flight so we could fly together but he didn't fly friday and then for some reason i don't know why or maybe he did fly it saturday i was not there no Um, he didn't as far as i know he didn't fly it saturday and that's unfortunate because it was so neat it's just so neat that he put that together he has a build thread i think he may have a build thread on rc group so i'll confirm that but anyway kudos if if we have it yeah I, i i shared with terry a photo after he had landed uh, yeah. with Keith by it and it's he should be very proud it, it turned out great yeah he's been sharing build pics with us along the way and yeah th- there was never any question it was going to be beautiful but I think he really outdid himself this time and do you remember what the total weight was at light like, yeah, yeah. half fit, what you expect yeah. it to be. <laughs> I mean, plywood overcast could tow it without any <laughs> difficulties whatsoever. Yeah, put it this way he flew it on a single what 4S 5000 battery 
I think oh, so. Really? Yes. Because I kept telling him, you really think, I think you should put two battery packs in that. He goes, well, for like, the main fly, I want to keep it light. <laughs> shut up, kid. Let me alone. I got to tell you, that's so funny you said that because uh, jumping ahead, uh, one of the raffle prizes I won was a copy of his uh, Building with Phone book. I already have oh. one, but it's a newer version. So I had Ryan, because he grabbed it. I said, Ryan, go over to Keith and have him sign it, because I, I never had him sign the first one. And in the book, it says, Build Light. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and that's his motto. And I just, yeah. I, of course, Plywood Overcast is the worst yeah. <laughs> play to put yeah. next to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yin and yang. Yeah, two extremes. Um, <laughs> build but, to fly, not to crash. Yeah, it is just so cool. And you know what? That yeah, you, you say this and you kind of hope it happens and you don't hope it happens. But it's like you kind of say, hey, guys at Horizon Hobby, maybe you should upgrade your Twin Otter. I think the Hangar 9 came out with a, a Twin Otter that was kind of that size. Uh, I don't think it was quite that big. No, it wasn't anywhere near that big. Oh, really? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, I probably about so. the same weight or more. <laughs> yeah, probably. No, I didn't mean that facetiously, but yeah. Yeah. Apparently, it was a nice airplane. Yeah. Uh, Spark, Sparky builds unusually light airplanes. Oh yeah. The, yeah, I think I kept telling him he had a P forty quarter scale. I think oh, it yeah. weighed like what nine pounds or something like that. No, it was more than that. Um, he had a. Had it with fixed gear and then retracts, but yeah. it was much less than the gas-powered it was, quarter scale. Things. I I still maintain that it was too light. I yeah, I want to say it was that. like fifteen pounds initially. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was so light that it had trouble penetrating any type of winds. It was just really, really light. It was yeah. amazing. Now, uh, uh, Terry, correct me. Is Thayer the one who also like? Was he when we were at the expo? Wasn't he the one going through Balsa trying to check their weight? Was that, uh, that, or, yeah, yeah, get, and he would chew on the end of it. And, 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 <laughs> I mean, he would just be able to determine. <laughs> this was so milled in 1963 in <laughs> Portugal. Well, if, if you put those two together to build a plane, it would float. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It'd be yeah. nothing. You don't sneeze when they're building that plane. Yeah. All right. So, are we done with Friday or no? I got two more on Friday, real quick. There's more? I, yeah, just two more. It's okay. Calm me. <laughs> yourself i flew a my phase three p38 which i had won at the last best over there two years ago so i that's the one i accidentally you know caught fire in my garage you <laughs> so won it i won it in the, the raffle, raffle. yeah hmm. two oh, years ago okay so it's not the same one that caught fire in your no garage. not the same one that caught fire no but i'm glad i kept parts from the other one because i needed it for this one <laughs> um but i flew it i like i've flown it before but it was nice to fly it at best it, it's such a great little plane and uh, michael rosnick got a good photo of it uh during yeah. the event so i got to share that but i also flew my kyosho t33 and <laughs> the funny story there is this is the one i painted in the scheme for colonel dave graben who mm-hmm. we met and hung out with at best. And he passed away, unfortunately. And I acquired this Kyosho T33 from his estate. And it was beat up and had the you know crappy installed motor. And I refurbished the whole thing. It ain't anything like a Keith Sparks build. No way. <laughs> but it was good for me. And I, I was glad how I got it to, together. But I, I printed these uh, decals on my inkjet printer for the number of the T33 he flew that had a failed takeoff where one of the gun doors in the nose came up and he had to emergency land. And there's this picture of him standing next to it in this ditch. I was yeah. like, that's what I need to do. So I painted it that scheme, but I get out to the field on Friday and it's just so humid. I go to like 
hold it and the decals just come right off. Oh, <laughs> it's just, just so wet. I'm just looking at my hand going, what the hell happened? <laughs> and I think I showed, I think I showed you uh, Fitz. Yeah, Did I you saw see it. Him it was the yellow one, right? <laughs> yeah, the yellow one. So I was like, I don't remember getting a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. But um, I got to laugh at my buddy, Steve. This is all in, in good stuff, Steve. But I asked him to hand launch it for me. <laughs> and then I had a hand launch like Fitz in Austin. <laughs> with my Cessna 337. You remember that, Terry? Did you see that? <laughs> that I heard the story. Oh, my gosh. I, I love Steve. He's a great friend. But, man, he has also been disowned from hand-launching my airplanes. Uh, that's <laughs> he, he pushed that tail down. And I think, Fitz, you were there, right? Yeah, when I saw watching? it. Yeah, yeah. Because was... I think your comment was, it's going down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> he put that thing over a hell of a stall, left wing low. Uh, I somehow recovered. And I probably yelled a couple of things at Steve out of humor and fun, but I did fly it. It flies so good. I can't yeah, tell you guys. I was going to say, it looked like it flew really, really good. Uh, you know, if Fitz had his T-33 out, the, the bigger one, though, I mean, th- that's how they fly. They're just so smooth. And Terry, this is your motivation to get yours built. All right. Because it is just one of my favorite flying planes. The only trouble is hand launching it. But I will tell you this. It's going to jump to Saturday. When my son showed up, because he's been d- denied hand launching too. I had Steve and Austin behind me when I was bringing the T-33 out. Okay. And I was looking at both of them going, nope. And I went ahead and put it in my left hand. Because I usually don't throw left hand. But I can't with my right shoulder. But I, I threw that sucker so well. <laughs> I was like, I think I wanted to turn around and stick my tongue at him. I was like, that's how you do it. <laughs> and then Austin goes, oh, you throw it straight. <laughs> um, Whack. But anyway, as far as a favorite plane that I brought, that that is a, gosh, if you guys can get your hands on a Kyosho T-33. Hey, 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 hey. You've got one. Shut up. <laughs> so I was just thinking, can you imagine back in the old days of trying to fly that on a brushed motor and the NICADs? <laughs> Run faster, Forrest! <laughs> I'm telling you, we need to do that. There's probably some data out there that shows what the maximum power was with the stock system. So just find the equivalent on your current system, whatever throttle setting approximates that, and give it a shot. And then throw in however much lead it takes to get to the same weight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, keep going, keep going, keep going. No, that's it. That's it. And then put in some heavy, super slow servos. Yeah. Now I will. I will say for those of you who are you know, being attentive and going, hey, I want to get one. This is an upgraded motor, and it's a different stock. Fa- it's not the stock fan. So it is five blade, but it's a different size. It's actually a little smaller, and the um, it's a mega motor. I don't remember the number, so I apologize. Uh, but I run it on a three S twenty two hundred. I will say. Uh, Terry, you may need to help me on this. Uh, open your box and see if there's a, a cooling hole or a vent in the nose. Because uh, mine does not have one. And yeah. that battery is coming out pretty damn hot. So I think we're going to have to add one. Yeah, I don't uh, think mine does either. But it's been a while since I've looked at it. Okay. Well, it's it's drawing some current. I have a 40 amp ESC, so I'm probably right there on the edge. But as far as uh, performance, it's it's awesome. And it has a great sound too. So, yeah. And that being said, Tara Fitz's new T33, the... Flight line? Isn't it a flight line? The free wing. It's, oh, I'm sorry. The free wing? Oh, it's oh, it's right. And I love the orange wing tips on that one, too, Fitz. Huh. Oh, does I have the German scheme? Yeah. Yeah. You got oh, a cool. good deal on that at the swap meet. I did. I got a good really, purchase. really good deal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now I'm done for Friday. It's a, it's your turn, Fitz. Or do we need Hold to take on, a wait, commercial me, break. I want to interject here. 
Okay. So it's funny you talking about the T-33 because it reminded me of a thought I had that a lot of my projects that are like that, of the old brush motor planes that I upgrade, in most instances, the airplane, the time between when the airplane was made or sold to when the motor that I upgraded it with was made or sold is less than the time from when the motor was made or sold until now. Does that make sense? So I'm yes. replacing, I'm upgrading it with stuff that's still pretty old. It might be brushless lipo, but it's pretty old brushless lipo stuff. Mm. And so it's still a tremendous upgrade, but I'm still using a lot of, uh, I guess, antique parts. Because a lot of the stuff I have in my stash is from anywhere from like 2000 to 2010. So that was what, anywhere from 10 to 20 years ago. And the kit was made in what? 1990, maybe 95. I don't know. So not as much of a gap between those things as now. Am I making sense or am I just speaking gibberish? No, I follow you. What, yeah. what drink okay. did you go out and get earlier? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on it. <laughs> okay. Are we done with uh, Friday? Yeah, I'm done. It's, it's uh, Fitz's turn. Falls in your court, Fitz. Okay. So for Saturday morning, we wake up to fog. Lots of fog, uh, but that didn't stop people from flying. Uh, real low ceiling, and it was pretty hazy, but a lot of little slow flyer. It was very calm. So mm-hmm. people with their, I, I know Lee flew a bunch of something, and a few other people flew some stuff. <laughs> a bunch of something. I don't know, remember it was. You flew, I know you, you can tell a little slow flyer, putt-putt planes. People are just kind of flying around low. Although one guy walks out with, I think it was the E-Flight F-16, if I remember correctly. Um, oh, was, the, yeah, the one that was like had like ve- maybe vectoring because he was like doing those high alpha passes. Yeah, he could fly really two slow. inches off the runway, and he went out to fly it in the fog. I think, wait, you're gonna fly this in the fog because it had very low ceilings and you couldn't get too far out. But he did it. He did. He was able to fly around slowly, but he he got it around. But even he said, yeah, it was getting it was marginal uh, the visibility, uh, and the fog did lift a little bit. And one guy actually poked through the clouds. He was flying around and went into the clouds, and his plane disappeared for about five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, I'll be quick with this, but at Ceph one year, same thing. We woke up one morning, and there was a low fog base. And remember the old uh, Vec jets? Oh, yeah. The, the had the... Yep. I still They would one. do these crazy flat spins. Yeah. So a guy I was with was flying one of those, and he got it up into the fog and totally disappeared. So he just did the flat spin thing, and a few seconds later, here it comes, spinning down <laughs> out of the fog. So. Yep. Oh, there it is. Okay. So, all uh, right, continue. But uh, once the fog lifted, we were greeted with a very nice day, albeit a little bit of a crosswind, but like I said, it was mostly light. Uh, so it was really, really nice. Um, uh, and uh, let, me, let me see if we run down. Oh, I don't know if I should mention this now or later. Do what feels comfortable to you. <laughs> Whatever. We're just okay. Running, I'll, 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 I'll lose it later when we wrap up. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna run down a few things that I of things of note on Saturday. You know, a very nice day. Um, let me just run down the list. Uh, we were talking about Keith Sparks. He brought his also giant scale BD5, probably third scale. 
Oh, I've never seen that one live, I don't think. Yeah, he he brought that out and he flew it. Uh, it's got his little tiny motor on it, but it flew okay. Uh, except he had a issue. He's got a lot of um, thrust pitch coupling with it. Yeah. So he had to be really easy, um, especially landing it. He says he throttled back and wants to pitch up a lot, uh, which Ruman did a bit. But coming down, it turns out he had put some shims in the motor mount, but he had put them in the wrong um, direction. So oh, it, it, it exaggerated it. It exaggerated it because we were looking at it. It's like, no, you should shim it the other way. He goes, oh, yeah, I need to do that. So I think I think he only flew it that one time and he was going to take it back. And But he got it up and down okay. Uh, his takeoff was a little bumpy, but uh, it was neat seeing it flying around. Once in the air, it flew pretty good, even with a little tiny motor. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's it's neat. It's probably third scale. I mean, it's 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 big. Scale wise, does it have the big wing or the little wing? It's got his own wing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he cheated a lot on a wing. It's probably the little wing, but it's got a lot of extra cord to it. Oh, all right. So, but he admitted I won't he goes, tell yeah, I cheated. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong uh, with that. Uh, let's see. There's a gentleman showed up with uh, the BT22 that we saw at Bomber Field. Really, really nice. Uh, I believe it's the, it's the Seagull model one or VQ models. One of those two. I want to say it's the... Ooh, well, maybe it's not VQ. I don't remember, but it's uh, nice. I, uh, yeah, I think he won Pilot's Choice or something. Uh, he flew it a bunch of times. He won it has a choice. crazy articulating landing gear. Yeah, it's got a really yeah. funky forward reverse jointed landing gear or something. Is it functional? You know, I don't know. I think a little I bit. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think oh. so. It was really nicely covered. He redid it with flight metal, and so he basically took the ARF and just recovered it. So it was oh. he did a lot of work on it. It was really beautiful, and he wasn't afraid to fly it. He flew it a bunch of times. Cool. Um, Is that a big airplane? It's pretty good size. Yeah, uh, I think it runs on 10s. As a matter of fact. Yeah. Okay. That's big. Yeah, it's big. Um, and he won an award at Bomber too for it. Cool. And I think it's the same guy who had a, a, the Messerschmitt two six two. Um, yeah, I think his name is Chris. Chris, yeah. So Chris, he had this the the um, not the Dynam, the other is it Freewing that makes it the other two six two. It's a big one. Yeah, really nicely detailed. He had added some some weathering effects and stuff, and he must have flew that thing a hundred times. It was <laughs> every time he turned around, he was in the I, air. I with counted one hundred and ten. Yeah, <laughs> who is counting? <laughs> was, I think he spent more time in the air than on the ground. Um, so he's not afraid to fly his stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, you mentioned a T thirty three. Yes, I got a chance to fly my brands. Make a new T thirty three. Well, new to me. It's obviously was used, and it's a nice flying plane. I think the first flight I had to CG a little bit. I didn't push the battery up far enough, and so it flew okay. But when you stalled it, it would it was a pretty drastic drop in the wing. Uh, but the second time I flew it after shoving the battery forward, it seemed to be a little more tame. Uh, but it's a very nice flying model. It had a good time. Is that a success? What, how big is the fan on that? Uh, the seventy uh, eighty mil. So the success okay. five thousand. All right. I bet uh, it sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. Like I said, the orange wing uh, wingtip tanks are easy to see. It was just a nice playing just to tool around and, and surprisingly fast for that model. Yeah, cool. So I had to just getting it tuned in. Uh, let's see. Oh, speaking of Sparky, so yeah, I ended up uh, picking up one of his cartoon planes. He was, he was getting rid of a bunch of them, oh. and uh, he was just selling them all off, and... Uh, I know Lee can talk about his, but I ended up getting the 109 version. 
Now these that one has landing gear on it. That right. one has yes, has landing gear. These are basically caric- caricature planes. They're a little fat and stubby, and they look like a comical thing. Yeah, yeah. so I bound that one. And the first flight was a little bit hairy because uh, I'm like asking him like, so where's the CG on it? He says, I don't know. I just put the battery here. Uh, okay <laughs> so and i was using a little bit smaller battery than he uses and uh in the first flight it was flyable but it was the i could tell it was it was a little touchy on the elevator yeah. and it was just flying funky and i had to keep it at full throttle and it <laughs> um i almost stalled it into the ground at one point uh and so after getting it down the next flight i moved the battery further forward and that was much better and I was actually able to fly it at reduced throttle. And it's it's a neat little plane. It, it's got character, and it's kind of funky to fly, but it, it's okay. It's it's neat. You know, I'm, I'm glad I got it from him. It was pretty cool. So thanks again, Sparks, for that. Those are uh, neat airplanes. I've got one of his P-51 kits here that I need to build. But the part that I always thought was the best feature is that he uses uh, dogs as pilot figures. Yes. And they're well matched to the airplane. The 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 one hundred and nine has a German <laughs> Shepherd. <laughs> right. Um, the Spitfire, I think, had a bulldog, British bulldog, or something like that. Yeah, it? I think so. Uh, or English bulldog. Yeah, English bulldog. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> um, he, in fact, he mentioned you, Terry. He said uh, he when he he remembers when he let you fly one of them, how you immediately started doing airbags with it, and he was surprised that you were so comfortable <laughs> with it. Oh yeah, they fly great. Yeah, yeah, I was doing loops and rolls with mine and stuff, so it was it's pretty neat. And I ended up flying with a little heavier battery, and it gave me I think they gave me a little longer runtime because uh, I get, I think I got like three minutes out of the battery hat the first one I tried. Yeah, before it kicked out on me. Uh, so a couple things to give some kudos. As you mentioned, I flew the aluminum over aluminum plywood overcast, and that was a hoot. Uh, you didn't land it. I didn't land it. Go no, because I handed it off to Zoo. I think Steve flew it after I did. Oh, okay. Right, no, Kirk. Kirk. Oh, flew Kirk. It. That's what I'm sorry. Kirk flew it. Yeah. A, yeah. So it, it got passed around a little bit. Yeah. A uh, couple other things. Paul, I can't remember his name. His last name. Uh, the triple seven pilot, Sparky's friend, showed up with. Um, he brought his uh, Mitsubishi Mu two, and he knows how much I love that plane, so he let me fly it. Uh, complete flight, take off and landing, and uh, that's just a neat plane to fly. What is it again? The Mitsubishi Mu2. Mike, uh, what's you under? Uniform. Uniform. That's it. Mike Uniform Two. Uh, it's not a very well-known plane, but they're actually it was actually fairly older designs, pretty fairly popular for a while. Uh, a lot of civilians have it. Uh, it's known for being a little bit dangerous if you don't know what you're doing with it. The real one, mm-hmm. uh, a turboprop twin engine uh he's his was the only one i've ever seen in rc model form scratch built i presume scratch built yeah using more or less sparky's technique foam so foam okay fiberglass it's pretty neat there's a i think i got a video of that too it's a pudgy Uh, little thing pudgy little thing but it was a really nice flying model it was aerobatic and i and uh i did some loops and rolls with it and just kind of flew around landed really nice landed really really nice even though it doesn't have flaps um uh, so he's actually talked to me. I think he sent me some at one point, some formers for it, and he was. We were going to look at some plans or something, but he said he was going to try to make some more professional looking plans or something on a computer. And we were 
talking. This guy does a lot of work on a 3D printer. And he has these, he had a, uh, what was it? Oh, he had a jet he was working on. It wasn't flyable. Very unusual jet. And he was going to scratch build his own landing gear for it, 3D printed. Uh, oh. So he's a neat guy. Um, I can't remember the name of the jet. It was a weird, it looks sort of like a, uh, I don't know, a, a thunder chief and a voodoo had a baby or something. And <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, <laughs> it was a really unusual. That sounds like jet. a face only a mother could love. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, also, shout out to Nathan. He brought his uh, T-Rex, I think it was a 700, dressed up in a scale fuselage, a uh, Eurocopter Equal. And oh. and he goes up and says, hey, you want to fly it? And I, Who? <laughs> I heard loud. Does a bear? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a pretty helicopter. I will say I'm not a big, you know, I don't love helicopters. I don't hate them. I don't... Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not into that. But I looked at that, and you were you flew it really well. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, he he said, "Here, take it." And uh, this is a helicopter with scale fuselage, so it flies a little different than you know sport helicopter, but it was really nice. I had a good time flying it around, just kind of doing some um, slow flying around and, and a few pirouettes and some just to just to kind of get the feel of it. It wasn't my planes. I didn't want to get too wild with it, but it was really nice to fly that. And uh, I really appreciate Nathan for letting me take the sticks, trusting me. And uh, I really need to get working on my scale machines. Uh, Did you guys see that Nathan sent some photos of Plywood Overcast? Uh, I didn't, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Check your email. Okay. I'll just check that. I haven't looked at them yet, but. Speaking of helicopters, our old friend uh, Mike Rosnick showed up with a bunch of neat helicopters. Uh, he had a, the Sikorsky H5, really old, basically one of the first Sikorsky commercial helicopters. Uh, very unusual to see one of those. He had a, basically a custom made body for it. Flew that around a bit. Uh, probably the neatest thing is he had a tandem rotor helicopter, a lot like a, um, a Chinook, Chinook, but yeah. it's a proto, it's pre Chinook. I forgot what the name of it was. He's probably screaming if he's listening to this. Um, but it's an early, early, um, a tandem rotor helicopter, what a, not as well known as the Chinooks. It's not Pre- like the Piaseki, right? I think it was a Piaseki. Like the flying fact. banana? Uh, it's lo- very similar to the flying banana, but we were joking. It's more like the flying cucumber or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, for, it's got a weird name, and if you told me, I, I recognize it. Okay. Uh, let's see what else. Um, <laughs> the most entertaining flight probably goes to the guy who had one of the Phase Three F sixteens. Oh wow! He's, he's flying it around, and he just sort of a, a touch and go, a scrape and go, because it has no wheels, right? Yeah. And I was sending the flight lines. Oh, that's pretty neat. And he goes, oh yeah, let me do it again. And he comes down screaming, and he does t- to do another touch and go. But this turned out to be a, a touch and stop. Uh, he ended up he, he hit something, I think a, a, a berm or something, and it stopped it cold. Oh, it, man. it lawn darted it, and the battery and canopy ejected out of the thing, and the nose was embedded into the soft ground. Oh, I saw that picture. Yeah, it was to see it live was just so funny. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Caught the third wire. <laughs> yeah. 
But it, it didn't damage it. Fortunately, there was very little damage. And he had it flying again later, but it was just really? so funny to have him. <laughs> he was like, whoops. <laughs> wow. Uh, let's see. Do I have anything else? Uh, I'm looking at my notes here. Um, I think you have notes? That, That's cheating. I had notes because this well, it's been a few days. Yeah. Uh, other than that, just had a fun time flying my random planes. I brought out maybe half a dozen planes. Uh, let's see. I had that little mini zero I told you I bought for a steel. I flew that a couple times till I broke the prop and didn't have a replacement. And uh, brought my venerable uh, Avanti jet, which I think mm-hmm. is always great to fly. Uh, and the T-33 gyrocopter. T-33 gyrocopter. Oh, the E-Flight Fokkoff uh, FW-190. The oh, I forget that you have that. Yeah. Yeah. It had a gentleman who was really interested in it. and so Yeah, because right. I was going to bring up the P-51, but he was talking about how he, that he had the P-51, but he wants the, the Fokkoff. And he I introduced him to you. Yeah, yeah. I had a nice conversation with him, and uh, he wanted to see it fly, so I pulled it out and flew it around for him, showed it what he could do, and he was... Really appreciate that and was impressed what it can do. Um, I wanted to fly with you, Lee, at some point, but we never could coordinate to fly together with your P-51. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Which P-51? The, the E-Flight. E f- 1.5. You have the big one? Mm-hmm. He does now. I do now. Money ah. has exchanged yeah. hands. <laughs> and I no longer have one. Okay. But uh, the story gets better. Who's it for? Who's it for? Oh, it was for your son. Yeah. It's for Ryan. Yeah, for Ryan, cool. little Ryan. Little Ryan wanted it. Big Who plane. flew it? Ryan did. Oh, but did it's he fly? B twenty five. He did. We have a B twenty five, but he wanted sport. a Warbird. When we went to the Richardson swap meet, his decision when he goes, he goes, Dad, when I come in here, I want to get a Warbird. I was like, okay, well, let's go find one. And we did a whole bunch of research back and forth, looking at this plane and that plane and pros and cons and. Well, I don't know if we talked about this, but we were at one aisle and this guy had a P-51 and the, the E-Flight and, uh, you know, making, you know, decisions in my head. I was like, he needs to have a bigger plane. Something that's a little bit more stable. And then I just remembered, you know, Fitz had one for he reviewed and I got to fly it and it flew real well. So I went over to Fitz and said, hey, buddy, you got you still have it? Would you sell it? And he goes, yeah. And I, I grabbed Ryan. I said, come over here and give this guy some money. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we paid Fitz and then Fitz brought it in his new trailer to best. And uh, yeah, we got to get a couple of flights on it. All right, cool. The nice thing is where that P-51 was hanging, now the T-33 is hanging. So it opened up a slot. (laughs) (laughs) And I paid for that T-33. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. (laughs) It was an even Stephen Drake. Yeah. The law of conservation of RC airplanes. Yes, because I needed space. Airplanes Uh, are neither created nor destroyed. One last thing I'll mention is... um, I brought a plane that I don't didn't fly very much, and I decided to bring it because it was brightly colored, and I knew the weather might be wonky. And it's a uh, yellow and blue. It's another stick plane. I, it's I don't really know remember exactly what it is, other than it's basically it looks like a stick, um, like an ugly stick basically. Four um, S powered. It's a kit built. It's not an ARF. Uh, the story behind it was there was a guy in the next town over who was selling some planes, and he had a plane I really liked. Uh, I was really wanted, so I went over his house to buy a different plane. And while I was there, he's like, well, I got this other plane here. You want it? <laughs> and that was the ugly stick. Uh, yeah, sure. He's <laughs> like, so, here, just take it. <laughs> uh, and it turned out to be a really, really nice flying model. I actually had a really good time flying it. 
You threw uh, that a lot. I did because it was such a nice flight. Well, I should next time I, I should have you fly, Lee. I, I didn't even think to get you just the transmitter. Uh, oh yeah, let me fly that, not the T thirty three. Oh, what variation of the ugly stick is this? I have no idea. It's just an ugly stick. It's just got that. Yeah, it's got that slow stick, ugly stick tail, but it's it's, so it's red also, with the yeah. no, no, iron cross. No, no, there's no, no crosses no, on no. it. Just, just okay. the, the, the it's line. actually too plain. I need to put some dress it up a little bit. It's just yellow, yellow wings and blue fuselage. I think yellow tail. Good. Made actually. for glow. It might have been at one point, but it's got a hatch and it was never had a glow on it, so it was always electric. Okay. It came oh. with a motor and speed controller. So Dang gum. Yeah, all I did is stick a battery in it and a receiver. Uh, <laughs> and it's nice. It'll do wheelies down the runway easily. Ah, so it's got tricycle gear. It's got tricycle gear on it. Yeah, well, and that's it, always fun. And it's cool. Yeah, it, it was. Just, I just love doing touch and goes, flying it in the in the mist, in the fog. I flew it a little, a little bit, and it was just a, just a nice handling model. I need to fly it more. So we've just been hanging up in my garage, and I decided just to pull it down. And I'm long while wondering why did I never fly this thing. So well, how um, long have you had it? A couple of years, maybe. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it for me. I just really enjoyed watching other people fly as well. Lots of neat stuff. Some some new stuff. Some old stuff showed up. Um. Uh, oh. 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 Uh, so. <laughs> so Lee, you remember that? Um. um uh, oh, what was his name? Um, Stuart was selling some stuff. Yeah, Stuart Rush. Uh, I ended up buying something from him. Why do you sound ashamed? <laughs> <laughs> what did you do for these airplanes? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. It was such. It was such something that was so unique. Oh yeah, and you you told me. Yeah, you told me that you bought yes. something. I just don't remember what it was. Okay, let's let's hear it. Uh, so uh, he had. He usually has some stuff and some interesting things. And he oh, had, I remember. I remember now. Okay. And he had something with a fiberglass <laughs> fuselage. Very, very unique. Very unique. If you looked at the fuselage, you'd have no idea what it was. You're like, what the hell is this? It's a short, stubby-looking thing. Um, but he had it was a full kit. He had the wings and the fuselage and stuff and some wheel pants, all fiberglass, uh, with a foam wing. And, Terry, you know what a, I think it's a Waterman Aerobile? That sounds familiar, but keep talking. Uh, so I, he, he's, uh, he, he told me the price on it and I thought about it. I was like, ah, oh, do I need another project? Oh, I don't know. I don't want a project. And I kept thinking about it all day. I was like, man, that would be really neat. Even if I never got around to it very soon, it was 80 inch wingspan. It's pretty big. So you could fly to giant scale events and stuff. And it was just such a unique thing. And I finally walked over and, and offered him a price on it. And he said, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> now I see it. Oh, yeah, this is yeah, this is appealing in so many levels. So It was a flying car, right? It, it's, yeah, quote, unquote, flying car. I mean, he's got a yeah. big wing on it. And I don't know if the wings were detachable or not. I can't remember. But, yeah, it was one of those early, late 40s, early 50s attempt at a, quote, unquote, flying car personal vehicle. Yeah. Uh, and it's basically a tailless aircraft. Yeah. Uh, I had seen rubber band powered versions of it before and stuff, and I actually thought about building one. But when this showed up, I had no idea anybody made a f- one with a fiberglass fuselage and stuff. Yeah. So, 
Do you I know see. the origin of the kit? Uh, I did see something on RC groups. It was some mom and pop company that made it for a little while. I don't think it's anymore. I don't remember the company name and anything else they did. <laughs> hey, Fitz. Yeah. <laughs> while we're talking, I happen to find someone uh, who turned this into an uh, X Plane Eleven. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like this. <laughs> and you can also fly an X plane. Oh, that's great. You know, I have the new X plane. No, eleven or ten? I don't remember. Well, anyways, uh, one of the eleven. Yeah. Maybe it is eleven. I have to go look that up. Thanks for letting me know. You're welcome. Uh, so was there more than one of these made? Because and I Google it, the, it, looks like all the pictures are of one airplane. I think they made a couple, two or three okay. or something like that. So if you look on Wikipedia, I think it mentions it. That's really cool, though. You need to get that going. Uh, thank you for saying that. That's good to know that I, I'm not crazy. I didn't say that. <laughs> but, but I, yeah, I appreciate your craziness for this one. Yeah, I really hadn't, didn't have any intention of buying anything, but that just jumped out at me. And I said, I got to take that home. It's right. unusual. I've probably never seen one again. I never saw one before. Yeah. Right. So tell yeah. me again how big it is 80 inch span. Oh, okay. That's perfect. And so, yeah, have fun with the CG on that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, it might be easier with electric, just throw all the batteries up front. Yeah. Make the make the wingtips light or something. And it's got rudders. So, yeah, it's yeah. going to be fun. It'd be pretty cool. And, you know, you could probably put an interior. It's got a really deep fuselage. There's probably plenty of room to stick some seats and chairs and interior in it to make it look oh. kind of really neat. Yeah, uh, so. All right, I'm done talking. Lee, your turn. That front wheel must be made of concrete in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> <Or> <Yeah>. Uranium. <laughs> well, you know, you already know how to add weight to a plane because I saw how you had to add nose weight to your uh, Sonier. <laughs> Get the epoxy and lead shot out. You're yeah, going to be yeah. filling the nose. <laughs> All right, Lee, before you start your version of Saturday, um, remember the last break we took? I went to get a drink. Yeah, you going to get another uh, one? No, the opposite. <laughs> we've wow, talking that long, haven't we? <laughs> wow. All right, I'll be right back. <laughs> Is the sun up already? <laughs> oh, good. That's better. Hmm. Now he has more room for questions. Man, I got more room for lots of things. So, okay. Lee, please tell me about Saturday. Saturday. It was okay. <laughs> it was a day. It had in Hawaii. Yeah. We flew. We had planes. Things happened. So I have listened to Fitz's stories and I can't beat any of that that's all good so i'm going to wrap things up a little bit because our listeners are like probably where they need to stop <laughs> driving somewhere they go what is lee going to talk about i don't have all time for this but I'll, i mean we had a great time i'm just going to go through this little list i made uh first off i wanted to say that not only did i fly plywood overcast and fitz flew overcast and kirk flew overcast but Austin flew overcast. Oh, he did? Very cool. Yes. So my son Austin came out with his little brother, Ryan. They drove out early Saturday morning and brought their, <laughs> I say their stuff. They brought their stuff in Austin's, not Austin's, <laughs> Highlander. It's not his yet. He hasn't earned his Eagle Scout, but we 
try not to call it his car. So it's our other Highlander. Uh, but that thing was full of planes. So they came out and they, gosh, they were flying right away. And I just want to jump right to uh, uh, Ryan and Fitz can appreciate this. But while we were at the Richardson swap meet, we already had purchased the P-51 from Fitz. But shortly after, Ryan saw this F-15 that was on display. It's the version one of the E-Flight F-15 this guy had. So it's a bank and yank. And I think Are the they sponsoring was- this episode? <laughs> what, they could, yeah. <laughs> um, so this guy had like a $160 price tag on it. And I mean, that's Wait, how much? $160. For, and it had flown? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Keep talking. I wasn't going to pay that. Yeah, okay, and I good. told him, I told him, I said, hundred is about as much as I want to go. And when we offered a hundred, the guy said, no, I think 140 is the lowest I'll take. So I said, just walk away. Don't worry about it. You don't need that. <clears throat> but Ryan walked by the guy later and the guy said, you know, I'll take a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan comes running after me. <laughs> he says, Dad, he'll take a hundred. I said, all right, we'll, we'll take it. So we look at it and the nose wheels a little bent and we're not, there's a couple minor, minor things with it. But overall, I was like, that was a great deal because this thing has safe and AS3X. And then we had flown that later in the day at the uh, Richardson RC club. Because uh, we were trying it out. Long story short, we got it flying. The nose wheel came off on one of uh, Ryan's flights. So we knew that there was a problem with the nose wheel. So before we left for best, I made a new nose wheel wire. So Wait, Ryan. The whole wire came off? It's a. Yeah, it just plopped off. This the I don't know what was wrong. And it looked like it had been beat up or crashed before. So the, the little uh, collar. Yeah. That they that holds the gear just was not sticking very well. So anyway, I made a new wire. He goes and flies it. First flight's fine. The second flight, he grabbed the wrong battery. He LVC'd on takeoff and dorked the, the landing gear. And it wasn't too bad. So we bent it back in place. And he he flew the heck out of that thing through Saturday and Sunday. Cool. I mean, I had I was charging four S twenty two hundreds nonstop. <laughs> as soon as one was done, he'd grab it like Fitz was with his little uh, ugly stick plane, whatever. Uh, he just loved that thing. And it was it's still in safe mode, so you can't do anything fancy. But he flew that pretty well, didn't he, Fitz? Yeah, he did, yeah. He had I mean, some nice landings with it. He, oh, yeah, I, I was going to say, except for that one where his, you know, his battery was low. That's <laughs> the one his battery died, right? <laughs> yeah, twice he dorked the landing gear. And the good news is, I may have mentioned this to you guys, I changed the wiring to 440 push rod because it was just easier, more malleable. So it's easy to bend back in place. Um, but when he was taxiing once, uh, it was turning too much. We, we ran out of trim. So I went to go realign the wheel and I freaking broke my Allen wrench in the little uh, screw. Oh, oops. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm done. I was like, okay, we're going to have to do some, just don't break the steering anymore. <laughs> so he's been good so far, but he was, he was doing great uh, rear wheel landings with that F-15. So oh, cool. a shout out to my son, Ryan, who flew his F-15 very well. Austin was also flying, but I never really saw him. <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> wait, how he was at flight fest that year where he just flew and did his own thing. And, you know, I, I, I knew he was having a good time because there was one time we, we both flew together. We had our aero scouts uh-huh. and those are fun planes. We had a yeah. really good time flying them. He loves his. I'm, mine was fun. In fact, you were talking about Saturday morning with the fog fits. 
that yeah. was the plane I was flying that morning ah. in the fog. Really fun to, to it wasn't hard to see. Did, did, still, did I ever tell you that plane reminds me of that old Star Trek episode where the. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> you did. And in fact, I was going to lead right into that. So still not sure I'm going to do a black and white scheme on that thing. <laughs> uh, you need to finish the story. Oh, well, there's an old Star Trek episode where um, they, they meet a, a couple of aliens, and half their face is black and half their face is white. And they're fighting because on one guy, his left side is black, and the other guy, the right side is black. And so they're, like, fighting it's because... Called, it's called Let That Be Your Last yes, Battlefield. Let That Be Your That's Last Battlefield. And it, obviously it was a morality to play on racism and that kind of stuff. But it, yeah. but it was just funny that this plane reminded me of that because this is... One wing is, I don't know if it's quite black, maybe like a really dark gray, um, and the other one is white, and it's just such a sharp difference, and it reminded me of that old episode where they were two fighting each other. <laughs> and he was uh, like, keep it that way. <laughs> yes, I, I just detail. didn't finish painting it. He goes, no, don't change it. <laughs> <laughs> didn't the British do that on the underside of some wings for recognition? Uh, yes, I saw that on a, a Spitfire, I think I saw that on. Yeah, I, I think, think maybe Hurricanes had it too. I don't know. Yeah. It sounds familiar. But yeah, that's cool. <laughs> anyway <laughs> so well earlier when you were talking about ryan getting the p51 i was going to ask you if you think he's ready for it but if he's, he's flying that p or the f15 yeah he's he's ready well the f15 is in like super safe mode and this is the version one and i i could be incorrect here because uh have i've had other people tell me there's a version two and my my thinking is that the version two allows safe to be programmed into your transmitter this version does not you can only bind it with safe or not that sounds like the version I have. And it takes about three counties to turn around in safe mode. <laughs> That's exactly it. But yeah. it's small and fast. And so, yeah, good. Yeah. And so he hasn't turned safe off yet. So my goal is to get him to turn it off. But as far as the P-51, uh, I, even dad here was having some issues taking off. That that kind of squirrely tail. Um, I digress. I didn't have a great takeoff one time. It was embarrassing. But... Um, him flying it though was really good. He needs to, you know, commit a little bit more to the turn, stuff mm -hmm. like that. But other than that, I mean, he was doing very well. So this is how you get him, you know, to to train. So I think he'll be he'll be ready for the P fifty one. He's excited. for what it for what it's worth. I ended up taking the landing gear off of mine, and I liked it better as a hand launch plane. Oh, you're talking about your F fifteen. Oh, I was talking about him flying the big P-51. I'm not going to oh, take the landing well. gear over that one. Yeah, well, we, we thought about that too, but he wants the landing gear on, so okay. we're working it. And, I mean, you know, Daddy gets some flight time in the P-51 as well. Yeah, cool. Uh, we didn't talk about my Seagull P-47. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, well, you're probably going to talk about my question anyway, so I'll wait to ask it if you miss it. Go ahead. Uh, I'm okay. You can ask the question now. Well, when I last talked to you about that, you were having some dilemma about the prop nut. Yeah, I could never find one. So I just okay. gave up. All right. So, so you just, just have a, use a ugly old hexagonal nut. nut. <laughs> just a <laughs> plain old regular nut. Yeah. Uh, I even went to, looked for one at New Creations. I even talked to Kirk about it. He was like, look at me. He goes, no one makes a 3816 prop nut. I was like, I know, but that's the thread on my motor. So. Huh. Um, but anyway, I bet you could 3D print a cover for that standard hex nut that looks like a prop hub. Well, it's funny. Michael Rosnick came up to me and he thinks that maybe True Turn makes an adapter with the prop nut or uh -huh. the hub, excuse me, that has a the thread in the center. So you can put it on the center threaded shaft, which this one has. 
Oh, okay. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, so I might look for that and see if I can slap that on there. Uh, But as far as aesthetics go, we're also talking about a brushless motor that's sitting in the middle of a cowl with no radiator, (laughs) no no, uh, engine or cylinders. The the whole plastic piece wouldn't fit. Mm. I would have basically had to cut out a whole top section of the cylinders. Oh, (laughs) so you had like a faux engine thing? Yeah, yeah. And you got rid of it. Okay. Well, I did because as I started looking at how much I'd have to cut because of this brushless motor, it was just going to look funny. So I just said, you know, I, I just need to fly this darn thing. I still even don't have the gear uh, doors on it as well. So long story short, I finished it, got the prop I needed on it, did a quick run up, did some tests. I'm not happy with my battery s- securing right now. It's Velcro and I think I could probably 3D print a tray. It's so much room in there. So I think I'm going to go that next step. That next level, excuse me. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, did you do video of it, Fitz? I think I did. I think we had some video yeah. of it. I didn't uh, I didn't ask you how you liked how it flew, though. What did you think? I, it flew fine. I mean, it was the first Maiden, so I was a, I was a little nervous. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't have any issues. I had some very minor trim adjustments, um, you know, because I, I didn't know what was there. I mean, in fact, I think uh, I needed a lot of up at first. Um but anyway, yeah, it flew fine. Uh, I landed on the, the mains, which was good. Uh, the second flight didn't land on the mains. <laughs> but she didn't roll over, which was the best part. She went, she went on her nose and then came back down. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I no broken rudders. No broken rudders, yeah. Nothing broken at all. So I did get to fly the P-47 a couple of times, and I do like it. So I'm looking forward to finishing it more, you know, get some more detail on it. And I will say I made a mistake of not taking it out of the car right away because I had it in the car when I got home Sunday and didn't take it out of the car till Monday. And boy, that sh- covering shrunk and yeah. not, not shrunk. It wrinkled pretty bad. Ugh, I hated pulling that out of the car. I was yeah. like, oh, slapping myself in the face. It got hot in there. No, yeah. it's just so. Yeah, I got to go clean that up. But overall, I'm, I'm happy that I got this plane and. I think the motor is more than enough power. I did put a 15.8 prop on it, and Chris had put a 15.10 on his. And lo and behold, the last thing, well, excuse me, the first thing Fitz said after I landed was, it needs more pitch. <laughs> so he just sensed it. So I will train probably change that up to a 15.10. Uh, Chris is cackling in his workshop right now. <laughs> I told you, Lee. Uh, but I'm going to go through some pictures real quick uh, that, again, are on our Facebook page. So uh, if you don't have Facebook, get it. It's good stuff. You can find our photos. But uh, I had two P-38s, so I had the Phase 3, but I also had the new Flightline P-38. And I flew that uh, about three or four times on Saturday. It's it's a great flying plane. I have no issues. I'm so glad I upgraded the motors because I think uh, Blakeney came up to me because he has one and noticed the difference, you know, because it's got different props. It's not a three-bladed prop. And I told him I upgraded it. And he mentioned, yeah, he goes, yeah, the... the uh, oh, it was Stuart Rush, because I think Stuart has the uh, Tiger Cat, and they they share the same motor. Uh-huh. And I was saying, yeah, I need to upgrade the motors on my Tiger Cat, because he and I have the same one. So, um, But yeah, the, the P-38 flew great. I, I did bring my uh, my Twin Otter. I flew it only once, though. So I was kind of hoping to get more flight out of that. But I always love doing the little flat spins with a differential thrust. Yeah. It's entertaining. I only had one flight on my Thunder and Lightning. And I think that was Friday. So I think it just sat and collected dust. And now I'm going to follow up with something Fitz talked about earlier. And that's Key Sparks giving us cartoon planes. 
So he got the little, which one did you get again? The 109. The 109? Yeah. So I got the planes, the dusty plane that's in the, uh, do, 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 what's that theme? It's called planes, right? Yeah, it's planes, but what's the the paint scheme on that again? Oh, it's a skull and crossbow, like Jolly Rogers. Yeah. Jolly Rogers, that's yeah. it. Thank you. So he said that one flies really well, and he let me pick it. So I was like, yeah, I want that one. But yeah, that was pretty neat looking. When he told me he was selling the other planes, I said, well, I'm going to buy that P-47 from you. So I got that one, too. So two of them. But you didn't fly then, them, I don't think. Did you? I didn't fly them because I didn't have any of the battery connectors. I oh. think they were. They may have been JSTs. Yeah. That sounds familiar. Mine had a JST, too, but I fortunately had brought some extra connectors with me, so I took I unsoldered it and soldered my own on. That yeah. P-47's a Razorback also with landing gear, right? It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Looks so, good. I brought 10 planes. I think I came back with 14. <laughs> <laughs> You're winning. We did. We won a couple of planes yeah. uh, in the raffle. I got uh, another zipper, high-tech zipper. Oh, cool. I gave that to Austin, who quickly flew it a couple of times and then dorked it <laughs> and killed the motor. Oh. He, hit, he hit hard, and that motor will not oh, spin up. So really? I think oh. he lost the motor. So that I'll sucks. check with high-tech, see if we can get another one. And then Ryan got some Czech, Czechoslovakia P-51, and it's... Basically, a balsa stick kit that's covered, but there's no electronics. It needs to be assembled. Huh. So we'll work on that together. It's probably just a uh, you know no landing gear kind of in the grass. It's a okay. it's a tiny little thing. It's not very big. Yeah. So we got that, but then we can lead to the raffle on Saturday, which someone in the club had donated an IX twenty. Ooh, a radio. Yeah, yeah, nice fancy. radio. Really wow. nice. Yeah. So there were about, I don't know, 15 items on the raffle table, planes and kits and stuff. But as I mentioned earlier, that 337 was also in the pot. So I put a lot of cash in the raffle, put a lot of numbers. <laughs> just like pile of garbage around it. And... <laughs> no, no. I just, no, because it was a drawing. But I mean, I was just, I was really hoping. But needless to say, daddy did not win the 337. Oh, no. I'm a little sad. I really would have wanted it. And the fun part was that I made an agreement with Steve. I don't know if if uh, <laughs> Fitz had agreed with me. I think he was shaking his head. But <laughs> I made the agreement with Steve that if I had won the IX-20, I'd trade him for the 337 if he got it. Oh, okay. Wow. But neither of us won anything. So. <laughs> but did, uh, did you make an offer to the person who did win it? Uh, the 337? No, because he yeah. wanted it. He said he was going to. He's going to fly it. So I didn't. Hmm. And besides, I already spent a lot of money in the raffle. So I didn't, I didn't have enough money to spend anymore. So that was it. I, I donated to the club, which to me was well worth it. We got to spend the night from Thursday on, use their facilities, use their showers. Uh, it was worth the registration fee, I guess. Hmm. But I have a gift for you, Terry. <gasps> Moi? I have a gift for you. You okay. will be receiving something in the mail shortly. It I'm is excited. a plaque. Yeah. A plaque? A plaque. Okay. Did for Plywood best, Overcast win an award? For best 2021, Plywood Overcast won largest plane. All right. Cool. <laughs> but. No, that, no buts. It, no buts. That is yours. You 
<laughs> brought it back. You rose it from the, the, the phoenix. You yeah. rose it from the dead. Ashes, yeah. <laughs> you, you showed it sunlight <laughs> from, a, from a deep, dark basement. Oh. So you are definitely the one who deserves the award. So I am mailing mm. that to you, my friend. All right. Well, I would like to thank all the little people. <laughs> Especially <What>? you, Lee. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Thank you. I will hang it proudly. You should. You should. It's well deserved. Too bad, like, you didn't get to fly it at neat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I flew it there last year. You did fly it at neat last year? Do yeah. I have completely forgotten? You I just have. kept. Oh my god! I completely forgot you flew it at neat. Yeah. Oh, I said, did I see pictures of that? Because that's oh my god. And you didn't win an award there? <laughs> no. Um, I don't think largest plane is one of their categories. But even if it was, um, there was I mean, a you would have 40% had ugliest, cub there. heaviest, and <laughs> <largest>. <laughs> yeah. so, The most dense plane. Oh yeah, there gosh. we go. Hey, completely <laughs> forgot. Completely forgot. Well, <clears throat> I'm, giving, I'm sending you an award, so hold it proud. I will. Thank you. Uh, but uh, so we... I don't know. Do we is, are we done with Saturday? Do we want? To, do we switch to Sunday? Because we uh, also went to dinner Saturday night. That was fun. Had a lot uh, of people. Yeah. Oh, you left the field. Yeah, we left. We went to the Pizza Shack. Okay. In Willis. Eleven yeah. of us went there. It was unfortunately a very long wait, uh, but I think it was worth it. We all dig dug in to our. I had a seafood. What was it? Oh my god! What was it called? Seafood something. Yummy. Oh, we, we probably should mention, I guess it was on Sunday, right? The 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 fish pole, fish place, whatever the hell that place is called. Oh, fish, the fish pond. pond. Fish pond. Yeah. Not the, not fish the catfish hole? pond. The fish pond. <laughs> the fish. <laughs> All right. No, that was, uh, that was breakfast. Yeah, it was breakfast on Sunday, I think. No, Saturday. Oh, no, Saturday. Saturday, yeah, Saturday morning, yeah. Saturday. yeah. We were recommended, I guess from two different sources, we were recommended that we go to this little... Mom and pop place called the uh, the fish pond for breakfast. Okay, and so we woke up really early to go there, and uh, it was pretty nice. It was very much a very eclectic <laughs> place to be, uh, but apparently it was an RV park, and you used the fish pond was actual fish pond that they would stock, and people could fish out of there and pay by the pound or something like that. But I guess they don't do that anymore. But uh, they were well known and pretty busy for their breakfast, so. Hmm. So maybe well, I'm surprised you guys left the field not only once, but twice for meals. Yeah. Well, it was really early and it was pretty foggy anyway, so it wasn't a big deal in yeah. the morning. Well, the last I remember, evening flying was a big deal there. And so people were reluctant to leave at night if the uh, flying conditions well, were good. We, we made it back in time to fly at night. There was a bunch of night uh, flying going on. Okay, good. Yeah. As I said, Lee had his Pawnee. I didn't bring any night flyer this time. But uh, there are a bunch of other planes flying at night, so. <laughs> well, a popular thing at Neat this year was to just fly normal airplanes at night with one of those super powerful flashlights. <laughs> buddy on the ground illuminating uh. it for you. <laughs> like just holding it in, in the direction of your plane? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, but, that's oh, no, brave. It turned off. What are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, all right, good. I'm glad you guys uh, had good food as well. Yeah. So, Oh, yeah. I thought the plan was to record a podcast while you were there. What happened to that? We were tired. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Fair enough. And then Sunday is a packing day, and I and I was the poopy head on, on Sunday. We talked about getting together, but I was so busy trying to, you know, I'm always the last one to leave on Sunday, so <laughs> it was taking me forever to pack the truck. And I even had, you know, two little helpers, but 
<laughs> sometimes they they're more of a burden <laughs> they're they're a wrench in the gears but sunday yeah. was another nice day so we did a bunch of flying in the morning as well yeah. isn't that always the case yeah the, yeah. I don't remember ever the Sunday ever being bad, maybe once. Well, I do remember one bad one, but yeah, yeah. Uh, for the most Very part. rare. Oh, yeah. you know what we didn't do? Kirk had mentioned we were going to do it. We didn't do a Warbird gaggle. Yeah, I was waiting for that to happen. It never happened. Nobody ever announced it. <laughs> we should have flown the cartoon planes. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Let's do a quick shout out for those who did come and, and chatted with us. But, you know, Sparky, of course. Uh, Steve Davidson, Nathan came with his wife. Yeah. Uh, Stuart came with his son Logan. They didn't spend the night, but they you know came back. Uh, Kirk Jensen, awesome guy. Thanks for being the the president and the. Uh, I guess he was the CD. I mean, much wasn't much of a contest though. <laughs> mm. uh, but I'm glad my boys got to come out and fly with me. And uh, Jeff came. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. And he didn't fly anything, but he came out, which was nice. And uh, Michael came with a friend. I didn't get he, to meet him. He bought but... some planes. He bought some from Stuart. Oh, did he really? Yeah, he bought a bunch yeah. of stuff. Yeah, little ones, little UMX stuff. Yeah, I was thinking about getting the flight line P thirty eight. He had in a box, but I'm, I don't know. I'm good for now. <laughs> <laughs> you need two uh, but, of those. No, but it's kind of like the Twin Otter. I as soon as I started flying and enjoying it, I I bought another one. You know, hey, think about the day that yeah you want a backup. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, it would be a backup. Um, but uh, Michael, I was going to say, Michael Rosnick came out, took some photos. Thank you for doing that. He posted them on Facebook. They're really fun. Yeah. And uh, I have a nice shot of my P38, my Phase 3. But um, yeah, we had a good time. And, yeah, we did. Um, I guess we should give appreciation for the Tri County Barnstormers for hosting the I event. I guess. <laughs> yes, we should. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. that's all the best. I wish I had taken some better notes. I apologize. I mean, there's, uh, we had a lot of fun, yeah. and the weather was, you know, questionable and wet one day. But you're right, we did get some flying in, and and like I said, it did kind of part its ways for us at one point. Yeah. So we enjoyed it. I'm sure it probably depressed the attendance a little bit. The weather, uh, but still, it was well attended on Saturday. Yeah, and fine. oh, you know what? Two more things. Um, I want three more things. I want to also shout out to uh, Tom and Richard for coming down. Because we enjoyed hanging out with them too, they they had to deal with the power loss of the field while we were out at dinner. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the other the guy who brings the space shuttle always oh yeah fun yeah. to watch this guy do things with the space shuttle that shouldn't be done, <laughs> <laughs> like fly inverted in circles. Uh, but while we were there, Fitz came up to me and said, "Hey Lee, did you see that three D printed Cessna three three seven? Oh, and yeah. I, and I went, what? <laughs> sure enough, this guy has a version one 3D printed Cessna 337. That's made from, what was that the PLA? from? Uh, uh, Poly Air. Poly Air? Okay. Yeah. And he's made some changes to it. He he installed his own uh, landing gear. Yeah, it looked really oh, good, it was, too. It did. So did you get to see it fly? He had not flown it yet. Uh, no, I don't think he flew he it. And he didn't fly it, yeah. He also had so, one of those um, Maxford models Gotha bombers, too. Ooh, but he didn't. I cool. didn't see that fly either. Hmm. But if it's the same guy though, and Ryan and I had watched him, I, I think it was the same guy. But this guy had crashed three other planes that day. Oh, so maybe he was sort of not in yeah. the mood to fly <laughs> stuff. I don't want to lose that one too. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you just have a bad day. <laughs> but it's just it was just kind of neat. I got to hold it and look at it. I was like, you know, it's nice, and it's it's. It's kind of white and red. It's that clear, you know, PLA. Yeah, yeah. But it natural, me, maybe. 
Okay, yeah. Is it a lightweight version? It felt lighter than mine. Yeah, I believe it is. I think it's not quite LWPLA, but a lighter version of PLA that they've been advertising. Okay. From a 3D model print. Yeah, the wing was impeccable. The way the 3D printing of that was really smooth. So better than mine. Um, So. Was he able to leave it out in the sun? It was. Oh, okay. Cool. So, yeah, yeah, I would have liked to have seen that fly. Yeah, me too. Did we have, oh, you know, while we're just chatting with planes flying, did we see any other crashes? Mm, yeah, Sparky crashed his, um, one of his cartoon planes on takeoff. Did you see that? No. It, it took off, the one with Beavis and Butthead on it. it oh, uh, <laughs> it, was that a PT-19? Yeah, it yeah. took off and it went up and did a loop. And he goes, I don't have it, or I ran out of power or something. And it came down and landed hard. It didn't destroy it, but it knocked the landing gear off and, and Beavis or Butthead got popped out of it and <laughs> and broke the prop. <laughs> it looked like it hit pretty hard, but it looked like it, it absorbed a lot of the energy. So, But that's about it. I don't really remember any other crashes. I don't think uh, that I saw. That's the only two I remember seeing, that and the um, F-16. Oh, that's a good weekend then. Yeah. It was, was there yeah. the usual combat event? Yeah. Only once. Yeah, There was only Saturday. once. It probably had the fewest number of planes ever in the... <laughs> Three, <laughs> yeah, three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think just... one guy fell, okay, fell out really quick. Yeah, <laughs> like his battery died or something. Yeah, so that's just an endurance contest. Yeah, yeah. No, I think one of them hit each other. Oh, huh. did they? Yeah, I think they did. Oh, oh, and you know what? A shout out to Kirk's uh, grandson, Thomas. That little kid was a hoot. He was just so cute when he talked. When he had, when he grabbed. Oh the yeah, he would, yeah, yeah. He would repeat what Kirk would say. And he just, it was so cute. <laughs> at, at several octaves higher pitch and several yeah. dBs louder. <laughs> well, my favorite was, my favorite was we were pilot meeting in 15 minutes and all of a sudden, pilot meeting in nine minutes. <laughs> but he was adorable. So that was, that was, that was fun. It was nice to have that little youth there. So and it's just, you know, Kirk's daughter, I remember uh, she wasn't that young, but you know, remember when she was there taking tickets and selling candy? You know? Oh, so was that the uh, little yeah. girl? Yeah, that's his daughter. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. newsflash, you're old, Fitz. Yeah, yeah we're old, old man. <laughs> get off All my right. lawn. Okay, so we're... Str- uh, oh, man, I, I, yeah, what? I got one last thing. Start counting our last things, Terry. Okay. Give it to me. <laughs> so, so I just wanted to point out how awesome my RAV4 Prime is. Oh, okay. This is worth it. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as I mentioned before, I brought a trailer. And one of the reasons I brought a trailer, besides shoving a bunch of planes in it, is that it left the back of the vehicle free for me to sleep in. And, and since this is a plug-in hybrid, uh, I plugged it in at the field and could sleep with comfort and air conditioning all night. Oh, you can run the AC off of the AC power? Yes. Interesting. Without running the okay. engine. Huh. So all night, except the the one time when somebody turned something on and, and tripped a circuit breaker, but we won't talk <laughs> about that. Uh, so, yeah, it, I basically can run. It was nice because not only the AC, but uh, the radio had Bluetooth, so I could listen to stuff through the speakers. And uh, I had a 12-volt power outlet right next to me where I was laying down. Uh, although I, I didn't mention this, Lee. The first night, it was kind of... I had like my slip 
my sleep kept getting interrupted for some weird reason. I kept feeling kind of funny. And so I realized, <laughs> well, what happened is the parking lot is on a slope a little bit. And so the way I was positioned in the car, I was basically, my head was lowered in my feet. Oh. That's so, when you said it, I'm like, well, what did somebody put in your drink? So, yeah, but, it was weird until I turned myself around in the car so my head was facing the other direction, and that was a better. Uh, but uh, but not only does it, it doesn't even need to be plugged into the AC on Saturday night as an experiment. I didn't plug the car in. I just ran it off the main battery pack, and it had no problems running all night with the AC on, just running off the battery as well. So it's got that big battery pack in it. So yeah, uh, And his car was on the other side of my Suburban. So I was in a tent right there. I could barely hear it. Oh, just the compressor running? Yeah. Yeah, no. it makes a small, a little slight hum. and a sp- white noise. Yeah, Sparky was next to me too. And he didn't complain either about the, any of the sound. So so that's that was pretty cool. So, oh, it's got climate control. So it was really nice. So, uh Kudos to the Toyota engineers. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Toyota and Toyota. Toyota. Oh, what a let's feeling. Get, let's get them on as sponsors quickly. Come on, man. Great camping vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the only thing, the issue I had, though, was, was the vehicle was, is the, I couldn't turn off the center screen, the infotainment. And at night it was really bright. I had to take a shirt and, and basically put it over the screen so it wouldn't. So I wouldn't. It was too much of a nightlight so for some odd reason. I couldn't figure out how to turn it off. So that was a, kind of a weird thing. But anyways, huh? That is weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, is that everything from best? I think it's everything enough. Everything we could muster. Everything yeah. you're willing to share. <laughs> Okay. I'm, if if you have any questions for us on on best or know stuff that we forgot, you can reach us at contact at rcroundtable dot com. Uh, yuppers, your comments are welcome. <laughs> well, Lee, I'm sorry you didn't come home with the three three seven. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll be fine. There's <laughs> there's more of them out there. So, oh yeah, yeah. It sounds like you guys had a great time despite the dire predictions going into it. So I'm really happy that Best is back, and I'm happy that you guys were able to do it and have a grand old weekend. So are we. Uh, We're very uh, grateful to the weather gods that they only teased us a little bit with bad weather, and the rest was very good. Now, uh, were you about to say something, Lee? No, just agreeing. Okay. So you guys hinted at this before, but the flat printer that we talked about in an earlier episode, is is it now in a permanent location or semi-permanent? Semi-permanent. <laughs> yeah, that ain't permanent. Semi-permanent, un- non-dysfunctional <laughs> location. <laughs> okay, where is my printer? Is it at your house? Is it at Fitz's house? Is, where is it? You get three questions. We can only answer yes or no. <laughs> um, How long do we keep them ahead. hanging? <laughs> no, it's at it's Fitz's place. Yes. Okay. It's in my garage. The, last I heard, that's where it was going to end up. Yeah. And yeah. I will tell you my comment to Fitz was, because it fit in his trailer when we were at the Richardson Swap Meet, is to invite me over. I will bring food and beverage, and then let's do a live Hobby View um, YouTube show. 
where we assemble it and or you know we troubleshoot it first and then we actually start printing stuff and then we talk about it and then maybe some guy named Terry Den will be one of the viewers and he can ask questions and say, don't touch that. Don't break that. What are you doing? That's mine. <laughs> I definitely would watch that. But are you sure you want to troubleshoot it live? seems like there's a lot of potential I, for. I changed it and said, maybe we should troubleshoot it first. So I corrected yeah. myself. I okay. was thinking, oh, that'd be fun. But, you know, the, some people like that. Some people like to see mayhem. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I'd rather get it semi-operational first before we do that. All right, okay. Because well, yeah, let's talk offline because we need to get software for it and other stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then Fitz can cut his MU2 parts on it. Oh, or to Betty. Or the, oh, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, the Betty. 13th Squadron, Betty? How I love thee so. 13th Squadron. Yeah. Yeah, the knees go to his plane. Oh, that's right. It's called 13th Squadron. I forgot the name of their outfit sorry <laughs> oh, sorry slow. sorry Man, guys. i i lobbed the plug up there and you just shoot it I down misstep by a mile swing and a miss yeah so, <laughs> anyway, but we were thinking about the same betty right yes okay Definitely. good yeah we need to get that going so okay well yeah let's uh figure out how to get that thing working and put it to use i have so many projects i think that would be fun to do with Indeed. Yeah, all right. And thank you both for your role in getting that somewhere. And, <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to Sparky, too. He uh, played a big part in that. So I'm excited to see what it can do. I guess we'll find out before long. And if any of you out there have experience with flat printers and cutting foam with them, I'd be interested to hear your tips and tricks and advice so it fits in lee yes i I'm, hopefully you'd still invite me over just so we can look at it together and see if we can <laughs> set it up is, is this where you plug it in <laughs> <laughs> well i imagine it's probably a little bit like a 3d printer at least at first where it's entertaining just to watch it do what it does oh, regardless yeah, yeah. of what the output is it's got to be yeah. mesmerizing i think it's more it's kind of like a, a plotter cutter yeah yeah. yeah, I think we, we have a few more things, and let's do one at a time. And if you don't mind, I'll go first. Okay. Since I don't want to let these linger too long, but I have some go-backs for my report on the neat fair that I did in the last episode. Things that I either forgot to mention or couldn't remember at the time or got wrong. Um, so if you don't mind, I will cover those now. Do you mind? Okay, go. Go. Go, Flash, go. One of the things we talked about was the EDF-powered inflatable woman. (laughs) That that is a... (laughs) You say um, we, but it was you. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Um, So our buddy Jason Klein, he filled me in on a lot of the details of that and also the other things that I forgot last time. Um, So according to Jason, the... Builder pilot of that inflatable woman is Freddie Backhouse. I think that's how you say his last name. So anyway, uh, thank you, Freddie, for entertaining us year after year with that. It's always fun to see. And the the ultra micro Nakajima Frank that I mentioned, but I couldn't remember Mike's last name. I knew Mike was his first name. Mike's last name is Cripps. 
And he actually sent me an email not long after we recorded the last episode and gave me some more information on the Frank. So very interesting stuff. But thank you, Mike, for sharing all of that. And also the indoor uh, stuff that you showed me on the in the gym that night. And speaking of the indoor, uh, one of the guys in my group, uh, Gordon Johnson, was there. And he's got one of those, I think it's called F3P is the category. But I'm sure you guys remember from E-Fest when they had those super-duper slow indoor aerobatic planes. Yes. Remember yes. that? Yeah. So he has a slightly smaller version of one of those. And he let me fly it. And that was super cool. It's it's hard to describe. It's like flying in slow motion? It, yeah, but super-duper slow motion. and But it's still very responsive. It, so I felt very comfortable flying it just because it felt like any mistake you made, you could correct and still have plenty of time to react, even though you're flying in this tiny little gym. So, yeah, that was really cool. And it had counter-rotating props, and wow. it's neat to see how all of that stuff works. And, yeah, all that stuff is super cool. So... Thanks, Gordon, for sharing that with me. And what else do I have here? All right. So the highlight of my story last time was about my utter stupidity during the maiden flight of my W-29 project plane, in which I allowed my transmitter battery to die and the airplane went free flight. I don't remember the time I predicted when I was talking about it before, but since that time, I have watched the video that's available to me. And unfortunately, there is not one video clip that covers the entire span of the flight. So I don't know the exact length of time, but there are several partial or several videos that are partial of the flight and piecing those together. My best guess is that my airplane airplane was flying completely uncontrolled in a circle anywhere from two minutes and 15 seconds up to three minutes. This is when you gasp. <sighs> All the free flight pilots are going, well, yeah, what? So what? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, and the, one of those videos that I have is from somebody's cell phone. So it's got a nice wide angle view that shows the, the whole scene. And I didn't realize how tight of a circle it was flying in and just how close it was coming to those trees every time. There were several circuits where it was debatable whether it was going to make it. <laughs> wow. But I still swear that when... Uh, Devin got the battery plugged in and saved it. It was a millisecond away from smacking into a tree. So I've got those videos. I'll piece something together. I'll try to make it as dramatic as it deserves, but I'll get it out there so everybody can see and either decide that I'm full of poo-poo or that it was really that dramatic. So there's that. And the final thing I want to say about NEAT is... That as dumb as that experience was, where I didn't charge my battery, it was not the dumbest thing that I did that weekend. It was dumber? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I waited till Sunday to do it. And much like best, Sunday was a superb flying day. Uh, really great weather, almost no wind. And it was strange. A lot of people packed up early, so... I mean, even before lunchtime on Sunday, it was clearing out quite a bit. And as I was packing up my stuff, I realized that I had not yet flown one of the planes that I brought. And so I'm like, all right, well, let me uh, fly this before I pack it up and go home. 
And at that point, I realized that I didn't bring the correct battery for it. This is an airplane called the Phoenix. Phoenix with an F, F-E-N-I-X. I don't actually know the origin of it. I got this in a lot deal. It was already built up and had night lights on it. It's kind of my beater airplane. But they're very popular at neat with a lot of people. You buy them as a chuck glider, and they're very easy to convert to electric RC. But I usually fly it with a 3-cell 1,000 milliamp-hour battery. I didn't have that, and the closest thing I had to it was a 3-cell 1,800, which is obviously considerably larger and heavier. And the way this airplane is set up, I can only move the battery back so far. And even with the 1,000, I've got it as far back as it'll go. So with this 1800, it was pretty dadgum nose heavy. And in fact, this is a super easy airplane to fly, but it took me, I think, three attempts to get a good takeoff because I kept hitting ruts and nosing over. But I did get it in the air and I was flying and Mark came up next to me while I was flying and I was flying around a little bit and it was okay uh, flight wise, but obviously needed some up trim and was kind of heavy on elevator. But I got cocky. And I did some trick, I think it was just a hammerhead. And coming back down, I realized that I was going to run out of elevator again. And I just start honking back on the stick to get it out of this dive before it hits the ground. And I don't know what happened next, but I completely lost the airplane and lost any ability that I ever had to fly. And the next thing I know, it goes behind me in the pilot station and smacks right into Mark's fanny. Oh. I, mean, I, I center punched him right in the cheek <laughs> with this thing. Hey, big boy. <laughs> so I felt horrible about it. I immediately made sure he was okay. He was laughing, which took a huge burden off my shoulders. But the strange <laughs> thing is he claimed that he wasn't injured at all, which doesn't make any sense to me. But he said, nope, not hurt at all. And you know, it's not a big airplane or, or heavy or anything like that. But still, it I flew right into him and I'm, I guess I should believe it to some extent because this airplane has a, a prop saver where the prop is just held on with a, an O-ring and even the prop didn't come off. So I, whatever I did, I, I screwed up in just the right way to not hurt him or the airplane. So Mark, I apologize for that. And uh, I'm glad that I, I didn't break your rear end. Your keister. Yeah, that boy, that would be fodder for rumors down the road. <laughs> you just wait until he sends a letter from his uh, law firm, do uh, cheat him and how. Uh, right. Yeah, that's coming, I'm sure. Um, but maybe the worst part out of that whole incident was there was almost nobody around at that point. But Jason Klein, who I mentioned a few minutes ago, correct me on the things, he happened to be walking <laughs> down the flight line at that point. He saw the whole thing. And I think I've shaken his <laughs> he um he saw the true dumbass side of me <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know if i can ever live that down so jason i'm sorry for shattering the image you once held of me well we all have those dumbass moments don't we yes. yeah I, I seem to have more than my share sometimes so anyway, I did two extremely stupid things at Neat and somehow escaped with uh, no collateral damage to my airplanes, myself or my friends. So, yay! <laughs> the, the spirit of Neat lives on. 
Wait, hitting a plane, <laughs> hitting a person with your plane is a spirit of neat? Well, no, that I was able to do those dumb things and not have to pay a heavy price. That's the spirit of I see. Yeah. It's just building up, though. So I, well, I, I will lay a worthy sacrifice on that altar to make sure you know, all my debts are paid. So that, that's all I had to go back on with neat. So I, I do have one other quasi neat related thing. But it's connected to one of these other topics that I don't know if we're going to talk about yet. So if we move on to the other thing, I will include it then. But for now, that's all I have to say about neat. So now we have a decision to make. Do we keep yapping or do we wrap it up and save the others for next time? Mine's pretty quick. I mean, can we just do the the half A chat real quick and be done with it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. I just wanted to say I'm, I'm a proud owner of a Cox Air Cox Control Line airplane. Ooh, what did you get? I got a Cessna 150. Oh, cool. Yeah, from an estate sale. It cost me more to ship it than it did to get it, <laughs> <laughs> which was very upsetting. <laughs> I, like, I emailed the lady right away and said, "Did you charge me like a twenty dollar handling fee on top of it?" It was nuts shipping costs, but oh, you know. I mean, I, I laugh. I'm laughing it off because <laughs> I wanted to get it. So uh, it's not in great shape, and I, that's kind of one of the other things you have to be careful of when you're doing an online estate sale and you have it shipped unseen. And thankfully, though, I have a great friend named Fitz Walker who may have a part for me that'll repair the broken piece that I have. Is that correct, Fitz? Yes, I have it. It's in the car. Yay. Actually, I had it at best and forgot to give it to you. But uh, yes, okay. I have the piece. I forgot to ask. So. So yeah, what kind of condition is it in? Uh, do we want to put a grading scale, like 1 to 0 to 10? Sure. Probably a 4.5. So it has flown. Oh, yeah, it's been it flown. Had a hard knock life. Yeah. All right. But I, it's relatively too bad. The engine must have like come out after a crash, and the engine was damaged. But oh, no. I haven't run the engine yet either, so we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I am going to fly it. So it's in that condition that you'll say... I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to put this on the shelf. I'm actually going to fly it. Some of the decals probably just need to, I mean, probably need to just soak this thing in that, what's that, goof off? Just take all the decals off because they're either weren't put on right or they're just terribly <laughs> wrinkled and just do a spray paint job. I might, I'm seriously about that. I'm, I mean, I might just do that because mm. I don't care if it doesn't look scale or yeah. whatever. But uh, I'm, you know, I haven't flown a control line in so long and this came with, the, the string and so forth, but I think oh, I'm going to go like 30 pound braided fishing line. I mean, that should be fine, right? Uh, more than fine. Yeah. So, and uh, how long should I take it? What's a standard length for a half a little uh, Cox control plane? 30 feet, right? I thought it was 25. Is it? Okay. Something like I'm going that. 70. <laughs> <laughs> I think the line drag would be I, too much with it. Well, I. Well, maybe, but I just want to not get dizzy. So I want to go as slow as I can. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, so I someone had mentioned 50 to me, so maybe I'll split the difference. And go 50? 40. That's 35 size lines. No, I don't know. Okay, well. I have, like I said, I have not flown in a long time, so I, I don't know lengths. So. so which direction does your motor spin? Hey, it spins, uh, it's counterclockwise. I mean, it's clockwise. Clockwise, viewed from the front? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So it's opposite. Yeah, and I, I thought I meant did I mention that to you or Fitz? 
I think I mentioned uh, it to Fitz. I think you mentioned yeah. me, yeah. Must have been Fitz because I didn't know. That was a legitimate question. It is, yeah. So it's been clockwise. Does it have a spring start? It does. All right. Interesting. I wonder why they did some in that direction when the standard direction is better for no. keeping no. the lines no, no, taut. The, no, 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 no. Is it? Am no, I thinking backwards? Better. You're thinking oh, then, backwards. Then that's why they did it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it makes sense to go clockwise, which I guess on a Cox engine, you probably can do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I did have a, but here's the other thing is like, I, I, it's like I said, it's been a long time, but there's nothing keeping this engine in the plane except for the smaller bands that hold the bottom of the fuselage to the top. Yeah. It's like and a PT-19. That, I just didn't know if there was another rubber band or another device that held the engine in like another clip or something. Because yeah. it's pretty movable in the in the fuselage, probably because the piece is broken or the corner piece is broken up. But yeah, it could be. anyway, wrapping it up, I do have this nice little uh, aircraft, so hope to get it running soon. As soon as I get that part from Fitz, I'll see him this weekend, and then I'll do a video for you. All right, cool, well, fantastic. Uh, I'll have one camera on the plane and one camera on me <laughs> to see which one falls first. <laughs> <laughs> Not literally mounted on the plane, but focused on the plane. Focus on the plane, yeah. Okay. Although, have you seen you control planes with cameras on them on YouTube? Oh, does that exist? It does. Oh, it, that it sounds is, incredible. It It is cool. Go look that up. Yeah, go look at control line video. Hmm. I enjoyed it. There was some guy doing stunts that was like really appealing to me. I was like, oh, Terry would love this. Like on the Terry- wingtip looking in? Yeah, both. Oh, I mean, this guy was like you. It was like Terry reincarnate. <laughs> uh, how there there were a couple that needed to be done, like like tail view. He probably should have done what you would do, and that's put the cameras in every direction. Maybe have one on the guy, you know, on the pilot. Uh, but yeah, is or <laughs> on the handle? Okay, just anywhere. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I can't do that to this plane. But uh, that being said, you know, I got uh, a twister, a Sig twister kit at kit yeah so i'm if i build that and fly it i might pursue that it might find a quarter 20 bolt somewhere on its wing it's my favorite okay. kind of bolt <laughs> exactly i'm just gonna get you a package of those for christmas oh, oh i have some okay. well no you need. can have some more you can have some more so fitz did you have a, a half a story to tell too was am i correct did you acquire something yes i did i finally found a PT-19. Old Cox. Awesome. Yeah, probably for a really good price. Now, it's, I think, one of the latest incarnations. I think it was made in the 90s, so it's not particularly valuable, but I, I just wanted one to fly, so I'm not, I'm not a collector. So uh, so I have uh, one. It came with the box, too. Um, and it's in pieces, and it's been used, but it looks in fairly decent condition. It even came with the, the, the two C-size or D-size battery holder you use and an empty fuel bottle <laughs> oh wow so, so it has uh, the glow clip and all that yeah it's got the glow clip yeah oh nice yeah that's pretty neat so um, just need to clean it up get the engine all i guess ungunked and and put it together looks like all the pieces are there just some fresh rubber bands and should be ready to go nice score buddy yeah oh uh, yeah and that's it that's it i don't think i got the other over nine stuff no. Okay. Oh, well, I think I told you about it. I found the Cox engine at the swap meet. Yes. So, no, I'm good. I've already <laughs> okay. Told you. All right. Well, I have some half a stories to tell. Oh, yeah? The 
Yeah, so I've told a couple recently. Y'all know I got the new Unbox PT-19 a few months ago, yeah. and that'll never see fuel or air, and I'm okay with that. And then more recently, I got the Cub, the Cox Cub, at an antiques shop, and Fitch, you got the motor going for me, and that's now back, and it's on my short list of projects to finish, and that's when I plan to fly. And while I was talking about that Cub on the show, I mentioned that I need to get a glow plug clip and our buddy Nathan had one that he wasn't using. So he sent it to me along with another engine and some other goodies for half a engines. So I'm building up a half a collection and Fitch, you sent me some fuel as well. So I have all the stuff I need, I think to, to really get this going. So (laughs) first of all, I hope that it's as much fun as I remember from being a kid. (laughs) Um, If not, I'm just going to fake it. (laughs) Um, but yeah um, I'm building up my collection of stuff and related to that this is the other neat fair thing that I was holding on to there was a a Cox plane for sale on Facebook Marketplace but it was in a suburb of Rochester that um, it's a little more than an hour for me but it wasn't worth the drive for that but I was going to have to pass through Rochester on my way to the neat fair. So I was able to make a deal. I stopped on the way there to pick up this plane. And this is a new inbox uh, Cox Mantis. Mantis. Does that mean anything to you guys? Mantis. It does not sound familiar. It's uh, what the usual theme of a plastic airframe. And this one has the three-bladed prop that spins in the normal direction. So counterclockwise. And it's got kind of a V-tail elevator, or I guess you could say it's got a rudder underneath. Yes. Uh, uh, I just looked it up. Yes, I have seen that before. Yeah. So this is, I don't think it's ever been out of the package in any form. Really? Wow. Um, And it's got the handle. um, To be honest, I haven't taken it out yet, but I got what I feel is a pretty good deal on it. And um, the person who was selling it was not an RC or an airplane person. They just got it in probably an estate sale. Um, it, it looks really good. It's got the box. The box is kind of beat up, but the airplane looks like it's in fabulous shape. The motor turns freely. I think this is going to be a pretty quick project. Even the stickers on the wings are stuck down pretty well still. Mm. So yeah, I'm excited to get this one going. And it's funny. Um, I didn't know much about this one either. And so uh, once I figured out the name, I did a Google search about the model and the first hit that comes back is a video of someone flying it. And 10 seconds into the video, I'm like, hey, that's our buddy Tony. So it was Tony Accurso flying one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was readily apparent that it likes to have power. <laughs> on his, as soon as the engine stops, that sucker came down like a brick. <laughs> plastic wonders. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this will be fun. So I've got a fleet of three plastic airplanes now, two of which are plan to fly and then i've got the another motor that i'll put in something cool and i'm excited about all this stuff that's neat did yeah. i ever mention the other couple i have i don't know i got uh i got a little f-15 that i think has similar setup as your mantis yeah that's right that's one of the also in the same series pictures it's on the side of this box yeah it's a three blade prop and stuff i've never flown it i got it from sparky he had found it somewhere and cleaned it up and I've got another one. It's, uh, it's. I guess one of the last things they made is it's a, um, uh, a droid fighter from the first Star Wars movie, 
not the first one, but the uh, the first of the prequels. Oh wow! They were still making plastic airplanes, huh? Apparently so, and they made a 049 control line droid fighter thing. <laughs> it's sort of a flying wing looking thing. I don't even remember huh. where I found it, and uh, uh, I, I've never flown it. I don't think it's ever been flown. I had forgotten about it. So I was kind of moving some stuff around as I found it. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about this little guy. All right. So I that's guess, cool. Yeah. Now, so we've all got half a control line projects that needs to be some sort of three view that we do yeah. and, and present. I guess we need to take them all out and fly them all and just talk about how they fly the different differences. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting. You and Lee. Yeah. <laughs> it's not very enthusiastic. <laughs> that was the least non-committal. Most non-committal. <laughs> yeah. Whatever kid. Yeah. Then. I think the contest should be whose will stay in one piece after the first flight. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't have much confidence in mine. I haven't flown U-Control in years. and I mean, I'm I'm crossing my fingers, but uh, <laughs> that should be uh, it. These things are tough. So, I, I mean, even if we crash them, I don't think we would have a hard time destroying. Okay. Am I... Re- Am I not remembering correctly? I don't know. I remember when I had a PT-19 as a kid, smacking that thing into the ground, and then all the parts go flying and the rubber bands break apart. You just rubber band it back together and go again. <laughs> yeah. Same hey, for did me. I tell you all that my Cessna 150 has an autopilot switch? <laughs> uh, no, it has safe or AS3X? No, it just says autopilot. It's a little slide you do. And honestly, I, I haven't read the manual, so the question is... Is it an autopilot if you just tie the control line to something and you just let it go in circles by itself? Or I think maybe is a pendulum in there that autocorrects pitch changes? No, no. I'm being honest with you. The the autopilot is a tension uh, device on the uh, bell crank that lets you move the elevator when it's not when it's on manual. But on autopilot, your bell crank does absolutely nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding you. When you move it to autopilot, you move the bell crank, the elevator stays there in one piece. When you slide it forward, it puts tension on it, and then you can move the elevator. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) I know, and I'm scared to do the autopilot. (laughs) So that's just like a tether airplane. Well, I mean, I guess. I mean, You're not controlling it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so... All right, well, I'll read the manual and see what it says, but there you go. Learning something new every day. Someone out there may have may have had this kit, and they can tell us what it's all about, or even wow. if it works. Yeah, you got to try that. Yeah, you do, at least once. Huh. So my only concern with all of this is that I, I don't think I'll have access to a paved runway, and I think all of these require that to some degree. Just find a cul-de-sac somewhere or a parking lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. Might upset a few people, but yeah, I'll I'll figure something out. Well, you can take off, like getting a small board, you can take off. The landing is going to be kind of roly-poly. What, do you have a hot grass? Is Hobby Lobby up there? Hobby Lobby. Uh, The store, yeah. Yeah. They're closed on Sundays. Use your parking lot. Well, they share it with a bunch of (laughs) other stores. Don't mind me. Just drive around. (laughs) (laughs) Or hand launch. I'll figure something out. It'll be fine. Buddy, you're... you're just missing the obvious. Everybody used a school parking lot back then. 
Uh, yeah, and I was I was thinking about that. One of the places that I fly some of my smaller UMX stuff is a school field with a parking lot on the side, but it is surrounded by houses. So I it would have to be like one or two flights and get out of town. <laughs> Fly and run. Yeah. <laughs> so. But we'll see. I'll figure something out. I got to right. get it running first. But Yeah. All right. Well, let us know. Get that thing running, and yeah. we will go from there. And uh, speaking of running, I think it's about time we run out of here as, as well. Well, don't we have some prequel or some teasers to put out there? You guys... Talking mm-hmm. about the air show and your gig and blah, blah, blah. We can be quick. Uh, uh, yeah, there is the, well, this air show is going to be over by the time this goes live. Well, then they'll know what they missed. Well, listening to this, you you just missed a wonderful time Lee and I had at the Wings Over Houston air show. How's that? It was amazing. It was. I got abs- some great photos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's more to it than that. Uh, so the, they have a, every year they have a model airplane demonstration and display at the air show, which is really neat. And it actually flies from the models early in the morning before the air show gets kicked off. And this year I've been asked to help out at, uh, the model event, uh, which apparently includes some announcement duties. So we'll see how that goes. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> or how well, it yeah, you did that at Bomber Field, and now yeah. you'll do it at the other thing. That's really I, cool. First I of should, all, it's cool that they asked you, and yeah, you have all the confidence I, that you're going to nail it. As his agent, I think I deserve a little credit for that. Uh, and ten yeah. percent. So was it you that that told him? That, yeah, it was you, wasn't it, Lee? That it, you recommended it was, me? It was your buddy. It was your buddy Lee, you know, oh. the guy you hung out with last weekend? Yes. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for your vote of confidence and putting my name in the hat. You're welcome. Well, yeah. thank you now. We'll see how what happens when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you'll do just fine. <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, talking with, uh, I guess, the other people, so i got to get that really early. Oh, man, crack of dawn to get there. Um, but uh, it should be fun. Yeah. Gets me in the air show. Well, I used to get there like at five in the morning to do these sunrise photos. Uh, uh, okay. I, I did. But <laughs> you can do it. I'll be there. Ryan and I will be there about eight ish, eight o'clock. Okay. And, and then we'll, uh, you know, what time is it? Your start, 10 o'clock? I I don't even know. They just said they gave me a really early time to be there, and I guess I'll find out when I get there. Or I can... Okay. Well, I think the dem- the RC demo starts around 10, if I'm not okay. mistaken. Um and then I will try to get sh- photos of you while you're jabberjawing. And like I said, don't forget to plug RC Roundtable. RC what? <laughs> <laughs> you mean Happy View, right? Sure, that too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll try to remember to plug the RC Roundtable. Like, hi everybody, you know me from the RC Roundtable in Hobby View. <laughs> you may have seen me on TV. <laughs> Is that like Troy McClure? Hi, I'm Troy McClure. Hi, I'm Fitzwalker. You Perhaps you know me in The Gorilla's Gone Wild. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go. <laughs> you can tell me you're an astronaut. <laughs> See the fun I do. I'm one of them near astronauts. <laughs> All right, yeah, I think it's time to move on. So let's have one more teaser. One of the other things that I was hoping we would have time to talk about tonight, uh, we'll have to save for next time. But 
my friend and yours, Thayer Syme, stopped by my house in Buffalo this week, and it was cool to get to visit with him, but it was even cooler because he brought me um, a stash of airplanes that I bought on Facebook from another state. So there's a whole story of how that came to be. We'll share that, Ooh. and then I can share the story about us going through all the stuff that I'd never seen in person before. So we were rummaging through the the stash, and I can tell you about the cool stuff we found and the the not cool stuff we found. <laughs> so it was a good time, and Mark was get, here to share that with us too. Did you have to get decontaminated afterwards? I probably should have, but <laughs> hazmat suit. Yeah. Okie doke. What, what's a little tetanus between friends? Eh, it'll wear off. All right, that's all I got. Uh, so we'll catch that topic next time, and hopefully we'll get a little better about our frequency of recording. It's really tough lately with all of us having high-stress jobs. Um, that A lot of stuff has been going on with flyings and stuff this past month, so we've just been yeah, busy. Yeah. I would say it's never been easy to coordinate our schedules, yeah. but it's been particularly hard lately. Yeah. So appreciate you, everybody, our listeners, for sticking with us through our sort of uneven uh, schedule, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, but if you want to see more of us, go to the AMA Facebook page because you'll see the three amigos doing build tips for AMA's October build month. Yeehaw! Oh, there you go. <laughs> but independently. Terry's uh, Terry and mine are up right now. Fitz will be... Uh, next week he'll be popped up there next week but uh, yeah we invited a couple of people who are into building to offer some tips from their workshop and uh, you know hope you like them yeah hope you can use them cool someone actually posted today on the one that mine when mine went up line because oh. i've been listening to lee's podcast for a long time now i can put a Face to the voice. <laughs> I want to go back. Yeah, and I was going to say, and then I hit unsubscribe. <laughs> uh. Oh, by the way, I picked up some more homosote. All right. Day. Yes. Well, there you go. My tip worked. So I'll be you could cut- say you were you were a happy customer or a satisfied happy customer. customer. Yes. So go. I'll be cutting it up. Hopefully, the next few days. <laughs> You'll be leaving a mess on your driveway. Uh, <laughs> that I don't look forward to. Well, maybe you could have a friend hold a, a dry vac while you're doing it. There we go. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. One more thing, and this is also about Neat Fair. I don't even think I mentioned to you guys offline, but I had our banner hanging up on my uh, tent there, and I had several people come up and say hi and say they like the show, and I give them stickers and... Now we're friends. Oh, uh, cool. Fantastic. Yeah. And I told Austin to bring the banner up for best, and he brings me an empty tube. <laughs> <laughs> he grabbed the wrong <laughs> one. <laughs> so, I tried. but I thought it was kind of light. It's funny because I specifically told him, and that's what happens as 17-year-olds, I guess. They just hear what they want to hear. But I told him, don't get the big one. It's empty. <laughs> that's the one he grabbed. All right. Yeah. So banners and... Wings over Houston and Thayer and Cox Engines and Best. Yeah, good. We had a long podcast. Yeah, this one was probably our longest. Maybe the so. longest. Man. Well, so That's okay. Thanks, Ooh. everybody, for sticking with us. Um, you, you know, I was just thinking, Terry mentioned people coming up to him. You know, He's in New York. We're in Houston. But we have listeners from around the world, and it's pretty amazing. And we really appreciate everybody who listened to us, no matter where they are in this big blue world of ours. It's a tiny little rock. 
rock. Yep. And Sector 001, just to the left of Beetlejuice. All right, well, uh, before Terry comes up with yet another go back. <laughs> but wait, <laughs> no, there's more. Completely out. <laughs> let's, uh, let's wrap this thing up. Let's blow the taco stand. Thanks, everybody, for listening to our best-a-thon, and we will see you next time. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts. Where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.